Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. You join us just as the cars are rolling out of the pit lane and we're live in sound and vision on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Welcome to Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. It's John Hindov and Jeremy Shaw in the booth. We've got a guest who I'll bring to you in just a moment. But first, let's go to the pit lane and share Adam. Stories right throughout this field, share, including a TCR car fastest in qualifying. And that's going to make things interesting because the TCR cars are... Uh, behind the GS cars, ran this 13 corner, two and a quarter mile circuit. The keyhole, turn four, the carousel, all action areas. I'd say turn 11 as well, turn 12 rather as well, just before the carousel. That's been a bit tricky over the last couple of days with the circuit not quite drying out as quickly at that point as anywhere else. Opening laps could be key for the TCR runners as well as for those at the back of GS. Shit, Adam. Very much so, John. And it was a Honda that was fastest here at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. They are pumped up about having that on their resume. They're keeping all those timing sheets for perpetuity. Most importantly, everybody has made it off the pit lane. But yes, it was in the changing conditions that the TCR cars were quickest. They are anticipating rain during this race. And should that happen, TCR cars will be mixing it up with the back of the GS pack. We should see some action off the start of this race within that regard. But when it starts falling from the skies, the TCR cars will be rubbing their hands together. As far as the front of the field goes, Shea, uh, we've got a new car at the front of the field. Not a new car in terms of because we haven't seen it before, but what a run out early in the life of this new R8 pairing of Kenton Cook and Tyler Cook. A very formidable duo, the Cook car for sure, the number two Audi. Top of the entry list, top of the timing screens for today's qualifying session in terms of the GS runners. Now, the Audi will be starting ahead or beside a McLaren and ahead of a Mercedes, so it is going to be a very interesting start to see where the different cars make their pace at different points around the circuit. In terms of the fueling, we heard from Tyler Cook on the countdown to green that they're expecting to be able to stretch their window a little bit, and this track always winds up being a fuel game. Might the Audi just be able to save a little bit better? Well, we saw them do pretty good fuel numbers at Sebring. That was the Autobahn car that came home with the win there, but it was still an Audi R8. Might it be a different team coming home this weekend? Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Thanks, yeah. There's a few cars out of position through infractions, and they'll have to start at the back of the GS field and fight their way through. There might be some of your uh, some of your nominations for the Forge Line Spirit of the Race Award that we'll tell you about throughout this race. Jeremy Short, this is by no means an easy track to pass on. So that that 
track position is going to be absolutely key. Yeah, it is. And you made a good bring up a good point there because there's some really fast cars that are starting well back down the field, including last year's, last year's season champion, that car number 46. Keep your eyes on that one. Uh, and also already a race winner this season, number 39 Audi. That's right at the back as well. Tell you what, somebody who can, who can uh, tell us all about what the start is like here is with us in the booth. That's Britt Casey Jr., last year's champion in TCR and the pole sitter here. What's going through your mind as you're getting ready here for the start, uh, Britt? Uh, <clears throat> well, first of all, thanks again for having me on, guys. I uh, really appreciate being a part of the broadcast. Uh, first time doing this with the series, and it's cool to be on this side of the fence for once. I'd rather be in a race car, uh, but, you know, in the meantime, this is this is a pretty cool gig. Uh, but, you know, right here, coming to the green flag, I'm pretty much looking at track condition right now. It rained this morning. Uh, it looks like it's not completely dry on the front straight here um, as the cars are going into turn 13 now. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking during these uh, outlaps, you know, race hasn't started yet, basically doing recon. Uh, pretty much looking at the track, figuring out where the grip is, where it's not. Now, th we don't start on the we don't uh, we don't start and get a green flag until part of the way down the run to turn three but the time has started now as they cross what will become the finish line in one hour 57 minutes and 46 seconds but they are now forming up to a side by side so effectively a half a lap extra to try and get heat into the Michelin tyres all of the GS cars now under the control of Kenton Cook and Jesse Lazare Kenton Cook with the Audi will be on the driver's right as they go down the hill to the kink at turn three and the alpha of Mark Kawambi who qualified second in TCR at came across right at the back of the field yeah I'm not sure whether he didn't get out of the pits on time or whether he's had a little drop on the way round but at the moment all of the Attention is on the front with those two very, very low slung coupes. Kenton Cook on driver's right. Here's the pole sitter. They're under his control now. We're counting down. We've already had a minute of the race. Kenton goes. The green flag is in the air now. And Kenton went a little bit early, maybe. But that has given a little bit of room further back. 39 Audi going all the way onto the dirty side of the track. One, two, three across the track. Coming down into turn four. Will everybody survive the first corner with their panels intact? The TCR cars mixing it in there as well. Three wide for the lead in TCR. And I think the pole sitter, Chad Gilsinger, just about holding on in the red white and black uh, Honda coming together with the pink Mustang there got a little little just a little dash through turn number five and dropping down the hill to number six but generally speaking Jeremy and I'm crossing my fingers <laughs> my legs my toes my eyes and everything else here I think we've got away with the first half a lap yeah we might have done I think uh, against all the odds perhaps but uh, drivers doing a good job here tr trying to look after you have to look after each other as well as, as yourself around here keep it clean on that first lap don't make a mistake this early in the game and Kent Cook has done the first part of his job absolutely spot on Britt Casey Jr our driving expert in the booth with us here for IMSA Radio and IMSA TV that's what you want to do is Paul get away and he's already made a couple of cars lengths on the two McLarens behind they're having a scrap that's perfect he's driving his own race now yeah totally agree you know staying out front is always a great place to be in you can kind of manage the gap uh, through the entirety of the stint when you do that. It's definitely a luxury. It doesn't happen all the time. 
Uh, but you know, when you're in that position, it, it is nice. You, you can take a, you can take the intensity back a little bit. And uh, you know, they say don't drive out of your mirror, but manage the gap. And if you're looking for the, if you're looking out the rear view mirror for the gap, that's okay. Uh, you don't just want to get in your head about it. Uh, I know the Audi R8 is a really strong platform. I can speak to that more than the other GS cars. Uh, you know, and so is the RS3 TCR uh, that I've been driving the past couple seasons. Uh, you know, Kenton's a great driver. Uh, they definitely have a good package. Euro parts, they've come on strong this year. And, uh, you know, I think that driver lineup is something to watch. The, I mean, you see the first three cars right now, mid-engine. All, Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Already had a casualty. The number 23 has gone off the track for Nick Galante. He had a horrible qualifying session as well. Not the usual that we see from Nick. Uh, not sure if he's got back on now. We'll check that out for you. Side-by-side action for fourth position. One, two, three, four GS cars battling together. Two BMWs and two AMGs. Absolutely at it as they come out of the carousel. A little and bit of contact. A little bit of rubbing at this stage. And three wide across the stripe as the number 64 is joining in as well. That's Nate Stacey. Looks like Russell Ward holds on to fourth position and lets everybody else scrap behind him as well. But going through into fifth, that was Robbie Foley in the 96 Turner BMW. Russell Ward, though, with maybe a car's length and then the Mustang has come through and passed a couple of cars there so Nate Stacey making up positions early on in TCR Brian Henderson has got to the lead in the uh, Honda ahead of the pole sitter Shelby Blackstock in third position three Hondas first second and third Mark Wilkins in the Duck Egg Blue the Hyundai N Racing Blue Veloster is in fourth position we're in early, early running here, but these are important laps as the Michelin tyres come up to temperature and to pressure. Certainly, Houston lost some ground on the first lap. That's kind of a 46. Last year's champion as Frank DePew goes for a spin. Oh, no, that's uh, not coming no. out of there. That's coming out of turn that's, two. That's Brynjolfsson's book. Yeah, Brynjolfsson's yeah. blog and, and uh, Townsend Bell was in there. Now... Did he go on the way in or the way out of turn two? I think it's probably the way out of turn two. There's a little bit of dampness there. Spinning up the rear. Michelin's, yeah, exactly. Picked and going to the water. inside. We've seen that so many times, Britt, yep. already this weekend. And he's not coming out of there without a tool. No, that's crazy. I mean, you just see all the all the mud that flicked up as we watch it in slow motion here. Right there. The car just digs. Man, that is wet. I mean, that is something to keep in mind. You saw there was a little bit of a puddle on the inside. It looks like he went a little bit too far to the inside in the exit, buzzed the inside right rear tire, and uh, pretty much just went for a ride after that. Uh, and then, But that's that's the thing to note for this race. I mean, the outside of the pavement is going to be soaked. Um, there are, There's a ton of water buildup, as you can see, and off track is not where they've been drying, and it's just sitting there soaking into the Ohio dirt that we have here. And... Uh, not a not a good recipe there. I don't know how they're going to get that car out without well, a yellow. W- without a full course yellow, it's not happening. Meantime, at the front of the field, Kenton Cook has been closed down a little bit by the two McLarens who have stopped fighting amongst themselves now. There's about a car and a half, maybe two cars lengths between the Audi and the first of the McLaren and then about the same between second and third. But all those gaps are for nothing because we're going to full course yellow. No choice for race control other than to do that. Yep. Uh, can't leave the car there because clearly if one car can get there another car can get there and a big big mud uh, slide that is very very slippery down there actually 
lucky not to have done any more damage, Jeremy, as he went in there as the left-hand side of the car really dug in. Yeah, it did, and uh, that's exactly what we talked about before, just before the start of the race, how there's that river of water still running across the track there at the uh, exit of the keyhole turn, and it makes it just oh so slippery. We've seen some great drivers lose control there, even just today in these uh, changeable conditions. So Frank Pugh just caught out a little bit there. That's most unfortunate. Now, that means that Kenton Cook, after that great start, will have to do it all again. Uh, and already the Camaro is rolling because already the IMSA safety truck is there. That's extraordinary. The very moment that full course yellow was called, that truck came out of its hiding place right in the middle of the keyhole at turn two. That's why it's stationed there. And the recovery guys have been absolutely outstanding this weekend. I think Frank Pugh might only lose one lap here if he's quick. It'll be close. He needs to get that Camaro fired right now. And he has. Nice. And the Honda NSX safety car is in behind him. So he'll get the chance to whiz around and back on. So he's lost a lap, but only one lap. That is an extraordinarily efficient Retrieval from a very difficult position for Frank Pugh, who's now going to spread mid-Ohio dirt all on the racing line, of course. But those guys, Jeremy, this weekend, all the recovery guys, they've had a plan, they've evolved that plan and moved where some of the safety vehicles have been, given where drivers keep throwing themselves at the scenery. That was, a, that was an absolutely textbook snatch and get that car back out on the track. Yeah, it was impressive. And uh, this is going to bring this caution period, or is there any more caution periods, that's going to bring, bring it within the realm of a one-stop race, particularly for the TCR contenders. I think the GS cars are going to need a, a bit more caution uh, if they're going to be able to make the finish of this race with just one pit stop. But this certainly will bring it a little bit closer for TCR. It's going to make things really interesting. As you said, it was Brian Henderson who got the jump on Chad Gilsinger at the start of this race. Unfortunately, Mark Kavami from Columbus, Ohio, did a brilliant job in qualifying in the Alpha to start second, but had to start from the very, very back with a problem of some sort on either leaving the grid or on the, uh, on the uh, reconnaissance laps. But uh, he's now going to be able to, to pull up to the back of the field. It's going to be a bit more tricky for him in the drive. First time, Mark's got a lot of experience. He's driven a lot of different cars. But this is his first time ever in a front-wheel drive car, too. So the on the uh, on the front row of the grid was really, really good effort. That's Jeremy Shaw. Britt Casey Jr. is joining us in the booth as well. I'm John Hindoff. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. It's a very quick yellow flag. The lights are out on the safety car. And the restart then will be at the finish line. And there is the green flag. And Frank Pugh didn't get his foot down and get back around onto the end of the, the tail. He's just ahead of the leaders here. And there's the battle for the lead. Straight down into turn one. Kent Cook maybe just a little bit slow to take in the fact that the green flag was going out in front of him. And through goes Jesse Lazar. And both of the McLarens, I think, are going to jump our leader. Yes. Holton goes round the outside. This is going to be a long way around. Buffalo Girls round the outside. And they've got Frank Pugh going into the lap down right in front of them. One, two, three across the track. And dirt all over the place as well as Frank Pugh didn't take the opportunity to get the hammer down and round back onto the safety car train. And the two McLarens, 76 in the second. But leading now, the motorsport in action, 69. And Jesse Lazare as he heads into turn four at the 
what's this the fourth time of asking because uh, we have had a couple of laps behind the safety car and now the two McLarens with a bit of an interesting battle Jeremy yeah joint championship leaders coming into this weekend at car number 59 for Jesse Lazar and Corey Fergus they're kind of uh, second place on a tie break because they've had two third place finishes of the first two races of the season James Clay and Devin Jones who are currently running in the sixth position who started sixth in car number 82 They've had a second and a fourth, so they would get the the tie break on a better finishing position than the number 69 McLaren. Race start is under review. That, I believe, is the original start, and they will be looking to see if Kenton Cook went early before the green flag. He's already in third position in that Audi. McLaren, McLaren, Audi, Mercedes-AMG in fourth position is Russell Ward. Then Robbie Forley for BMW, the blue and... Uh, yellow number 96 car, then the similar car of James Clay sitting in behind him, the 82. And then Mustang is right up there as well. The first of the Mustangs is the number 60, and that's got Nate Stacey, who's just dropped a position there. I think one of the BMWs got him back on the restart. But the two McLarens trying to break the tour back to the third place car now. Our pole setter, Kenton Cook, he'll be annoyed with himself into the pit lane. The 23, now we've got a report of that car spinning early on. That's the Audi number 23 into the pit lane. So maybe they've had an issue, but that car is into the pit lane. We'll hear from Shea Adam as to whether that car is just having a drive-through or whether it's stopping at its pitch, yeah? No, no, for Nicolante, he actually had an off in between turns two and three, and it packed so much grass and mud into the radiator that he needed to come in to clean it out. The car was actually overheating, and there's steam coming out from the front of the Audi, but they've uh, taken out enough grass. I would say that would feed uh, a toddler baby goat, um, and now Nick is sent back out on the circuit. Just a baby llama. Thank you, Shea. She had him down in the pit lane. Battle of TCR, head of the field. And it was a great start by Brian Henderson to jump the pole to Chad Gilsinger, the Honda Trio, still first, second and third. But Mark Wilkins is right there in fourth position as, uh, as Chad Gilsinger wants that lead back. But that's been a good restart from Wilkins as well. And Mason Felipe in the, in the other Brian Hurd Autosport Hyundai, he's right there as well, hanging on to that train of cars. So it's three Hondas and two Hyundais. Uh, in, the, in the lead, covered by probably less than a second, and then uh, three Audis lined up behind them. These front-wheel drive cars packing over 300 horsepower with ABS and traction control on the races over an hour, which of course this is. It's been a huge success, the TCR formula, and adopted by IMSA as the secondary category here in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Meantime, at the front of the field, Kenton Cook now with his Michelins maybe just starting to give him a little more feel is beginning to put some pressure on the back of the two McLarens and here Britt it's very much about just getting the feel for the car off the start and then subsequently the restart right I agree uh, you know I've been watching Kenton these last couple laps here it looks like he's just trying to size these guys up uh, with the McLarens they drive a little bit different than the Audi does um, I know the Audi's extremely good on the brakes which is great for overtaking uh, you know and this this track is the driver said it before. I mean, in the pre-race, this track is extremely difficult to pass at. Uh, and, and the other thing about GT4, which is what GS is, and indeed TCR, it is a balance of performance class. But that doesn't mean that everybody just does the just does the same lap times. Um, lap times might be a part of it, but they make their performance in different ways, and therefore there are different strengths and weaknesses to the GS and the TCR cars. Totally. Yeah. I mean, in GS, you know, the Audi is kind of has a reputation of being really strong under braking and generally like in 
overall good platform for most of the tracks we go to. Um, whereas the McLaren is, is notorious for having this good straight line speed with the turbo V8. Uh, both mid-engines, so their handling characteristic is fairly similar. Um, and also the McLaren is a little bit heavier. So you're kind of doing back and forth between all these strengths and weaknesses, and it makes for extremely interesting racing. I mean, you have a Mustang with a flat crank V8 that just is extremely loud, extremely brutal sounding, and you have a smooth R8 sound, a smooth yes. McLaren sound, uh, but they're all racing together as they go side-by-side side in a turn four. Through into the S's and over the top at five, and Kenton Cook has positioned down the inside to six. He should be able to make this one. He set that up two corners before. That's mm -hmm. super driving by both of those guys. And it's not over yet. Oh, this is going to be interesting. As Paul Holton is holding on there. But that was, you know what? When we say, when people say to me, I hear you talking about racing room. What are you talking about? Replay that video clip. That was racing room par excellence. Just want to go back to the to the start it was Nate Stacey that the guys were looking at I thought he made up a few positions early on and Nate Stacey in the 60 car has been pulled for a jump start we'll have to bring that Mustang in for a drive through TCR action first down to about oh I don't know fourth fifth position absolutely together there and in has come the 71 of Frank Pugh as well he had the spin that caused our first full course caution now Mark Wilkins right in the middle of a heck of a battle there. And he has pushed himself up, I think, ahead of Chad Gilsinger. So he's up the third position now. He's got the 37 ahead of him that is Shelby Blackstock. Ahead of him at the front of the TCR field, still Brian Henderson. So it's Mark Wilkins in the Hyundai who is making here at the moment. But he's having to attack and defend at the same time, which is never an easy thing to do. That TCR battle is really heating up and it's right on the back exactly as we thought Brett um, Brit, it, uh, the, it's right on the back of the GS cars now that's going to be frustrating for Brian Henderson in the blue and yellow Honda number 64 because he's not getting the advantage of his car being nimble through the corners totally yeah I mean that's kind of a, the deal that we're, we've been having this season and, and last with, with TCR pace there is some overlap at some of these tracks where it's very flowing uh, mid-Ohio is kind of the standard for known Knowing, being known as a, a very flowing track. I mean, you have the only real break is the back straight and a little bit of the front straight in the run up to the keyhole. Most of the lap is connected corners. Um, only two of them you can see over. So the, it's interesting you turn in blind to most of the apexes here. Um, and that it only gets hindered when you have cars in front of you that are, yeah, they're a little bit faster in a straight line like a GS car. But if you're up front in TCR, I mean, you clearly know what's going on and you're maximizing the corner speed, which is where all that car's capability lies. Uh, and it's a battle. I mean, as you can see here, they're going side by side because of the traffic in front of them. Yes. They just they can't get comfortable, get some uh, more room between the two of them. And uh, it's kind of working as a wall. And now you see another guy get involved. They're all getting choked up getting runs on each other and it's, oh. it's all created there now the second Hyundai the black Hyundai has got a problem because the one of the bonnet pins isn't fastened that's the 21 car uh, and that is yeah uh, the right side. and that is flapping around now race control will be looking at that his issue is not that it's necessarily slowing slowing him down and being an aerodynamic disadvantage although it might well be if the other one pops off it'll slam back on the screen he won't be able to see anything so now there will be his team will be looking at that as well as he's having a go at Chad Gilsinger now that Paul sitting car the pace of that Honda has dropped right off in traffic and he's dropped way down as Mark Wilkins goes for another position and takes another position the Honda looking very strong early on and Gilsinger trying to take advantage of 
the kerfuffle ahead of him. But Wilkins, the man on the move at the moment, has come up to second position behind Brian Henderson. Side by side, two Honda TCRs. The 89, the Paul Sitter trying to get back some of that. And again, the GS cars, as they go through nine into ten, just getting in the way of this fantastic 5-6 car battle in TCR. Leading pair maybe just broken away for a second or two. But they're going to be stymied as they come up to the part of the track that they are good at through 12. And, it, and an overtake, an overtake on a GS car by the leading TCR. Cracking move by Brian Henderson, who saw the gap down the inside of the number 40 Ford Mustang with James Pesek in the wheel and didn't need a second invitation. Very decisive move there, but he had to do it because he's coming under pressure from behind. Yep, definitely. You'll see it pay dividends also. I mean, he now has the leader the leader in TCR, Shelby. He now has a GS car gapped between him and the second place. And now you see it come back. This is this might be, a, there you go, cost in the lead. And Wilkins um, goes up the inside at turn two. Yeah, a little bit of a sporty mood by the Hyundai there, getting a little contact with the Mustang. Nothing major, but I think kind of sending a message. It did cost him a run down the back straight. And you see Shelby try to get a side draft off the Mustang, try to stay side by side. The car is extremely good on the brakes, the TCR cars. This is brilliant. I mean, what? yeah, there you go, five, five cars. Five TCRs down the inside of the Mustang. Shelby Blackstock, who is leading TCR, coming off a great start to the season for that pairing with Tom O'Gorman, the master of qualifying. Although Shelby did the qualifying this weekend. Tom sitting out to jump in later on. And Shelby loving this form of racing. And he's doing very well. He's... His uh, transition across to front-wheel drive has been pretty sharp, actually. Obviously a quick study. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I raced him hard at Sebring. I mean, he was challenging me hard for the for the lead in the first stint, first hour of the race. And uh, they ended up getting us, and we finished second there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, him and Tom O'Gorman, they're definitely good guys. They know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, you'll see now that Shelby created that gap with the GS car, I mean, he, he gapped him at the – he passed him at the perfect point. He did it right before the whole madness section – and uh, that's where these TCR cars are absolutely have all of their strength. Um, you know, and he's still stuck behind a, the Mustang, which, I mean, it's racing. You know, the guy's in his race, you're in your race. You have to respect each other and uh, move forward with, with the whole run plan that you built before the race started. At the head of the field, Jesse Lazare has built up a nine-tenths of a second lead to Kenton Cook. Well, yeah, only as a result of that last lap, though, which was the best lap of the race for Jesse Lazare. The previous two laps, Kenton Cook had been the fastest man on the circuit and has, does have the fastest lap of the race, a 128.170 for car number two, that uh, Audi, and that is already a half a second quicker than last year's lap record set by Greg Leofuge in the BMW at a 128.6, a really, uh, really strong pace at the front of the field and those first two they pulled out a couple of seconds over the third place car of Paul Holton but Robbie Foley is right with Holton that uh, battle then between the McLaren and the two BMWs actually with Foley is James Clay as well black flag mechanical black flag for the 21 car for that flapping bonnet the hood pin not fastened on the right hand side or it's or worse still it's broken uh, yeah, if, right. if it could just be fastened on, then he'll come in and go straight out again. If the whole mounting is broken, I'm trying to see whether the pin is still pushed across. I think it might be. Mm -hmm. So he comes in immediately. Uh, it, it is a safety issue spotted by race control. And it was getting worse. So now what we'll have to see, and Shadow is down in the pit lane, whether they just quickly refasten that 
or whether it's broken, in which case I think, Shay, they might have to tape the whole bonnet down. I don't even think they're going to check and see if it's broken. They just have the black tape out and ready to go. They're looking to see what the damage is to the car, but they do have the tape. They already had that ready to go. But it's interesting, John, we've talked about this for a little while now. The team didn't actually realize that there was anything wrong with the car until they received word of the black flag, and then they scrambled into action. They've now put a tape, a piece of tape over the front. It says Hyundai Turn across the nose where it once says Veloster. But let's see if that does the trick. Let's hope so at the very least. Out and in, with, uh, in and out without losing the lead of class. I think that has fastened back on again, don't, don't you, Britt? Yeah, I agree. Uh, you saw them struggling to put the pin through the actual uh, connection there. Uh, basically, it's just a normal hood pin like any race car has. But due to the fact that the pin came undone, it got air underneath it, and you saw it flexing on the racetrack at high speed. That creates a little bit of a bend and warpage in the hood itself, and that's why they struggle to put it back down. I would say after that, the, the hood's definitely going to be deformed. Good call on the tape. I mean, that's a one, two, three fix versus trying to smash the hood back down yeah. to get it into alignment for the actual pin. Uh, good call. I mean, tape and figure out the pin in less than 10 seconds. That's primo. Nate Stacey got called for a jump start out of line and overtaking before the start line. Halfway down that back straight, and that's dropped him down to behind Bryce Ward in the blue and silver number 57 AMG GT4 but Nate, well he's got time to fight back, a few guys who have out of position at the back of GS will have to pull something off either tactically or with their pace, they could be in line for the Forge Line Spirit of the Race Award, keep an eye open for those individuals or entity or a team who you feel most displays the spirit of endurance and then let us know about it. Get into the second half of the race. We'll throw some of our nominations at you as well. But you don't have to vote for those. You can vote for anyone you want. Uh, the hashtag is ForgeLineSOTR. ForgeLineSOTR for Spirit of the Race at IMSA Radio, please. That's how you can get in touch with us here. We're live in sound and vision from Trackside, Mid-Ohio, doing what Mid-Ohio does, delivering fantastic close sports car racing. And Paul Holton is fading in the Compass Race in McLaren, car number 75. A couple of laps ago, he was passed by uh, Robbie Foley in that to BMW, car number 96. On this last lap, he's also been Ooh. overtaken by James oh. Clay in the 82 BMW. That's Bryce Ward that's gone off now. He was in close close contact with Turn Nate 13. Stacey. And this is right at the end of the lap in the carousel. And I don't think he's going to be able to get that out of there. No purchases all from the Michelin City. He's not the first person who's gone off there. Hmm. There's a, a lot of dirt and mud there. And now the question to me is, did he jump or was he pushed? One hour, 35 minutes yeah, still was, to go. He'd be dicing with the car number 60. Those yeah, two correct. are Stacey a close. Yep. coming out after his drive-through. Right. Full course yellow. Now, Jeremy, does somebody jump out the line here who's well down the field? Maybe try and go long in the second part if, if you're... Somebody like uh, Brent Mosing or someone like that. They were, they were coming up against another slow car. And, oh, no, Oops. Bryce went round the outside mm. trying to get past the slower Mercedes and no chance of coming back from that. And as you can see from all the mud there, he's not the first no, one to, have, the done first that. One to yeah. have done that. Yeah, I, mean, I can kind of speak to that corner a little bit too. <laughs> it is off camber on the entry. It is, you're turning right, but it's the whole track is slanted left and fading away from you. So you're turning and the car wants to really 
ride to the outside, and it gets more severe the more of the outside track you use, and it, that's just exactly what that's happened. That's Mid-Ohio, though, totally. in a nutshell, because you, on some of these corners, first of all, the blind, a lot of them are blind. Yep. Secondly, you get half a car's length, only half a car's width, rather, offline, and the camber, which has been helping you, all of a sudden, not is, it isn't just neutral, it's actually sending you off the track, and that's exactly 100%. what happened to Bryce there. Yep, 100%. I mean, this track Love rewards. This track for that. Uh, it, it's it's one of my favorites for different reasons than most. I mean, like I said, it is extremely difficult to pass. Um, basically, half the lap, you you can't really make a move because every corner is happening so quickly. They're all connecting. Uh, there's no real heavy brake zone in the second part of the lap, uh, so you really have to work. I mean, you'll see towards the end of the race if it's a close run up front, these guys are going to be definitely bumper defenders and. And trying to work each other over because it's not because of what the drivers are doing it's because of what the track demands in order to get past people it's extremely difficult the honda nsx safety car has picked up the leader jesse lazar and the pass around is happening now even as the recovery team gets to the 57 normally pristine silver and metallic blue emg gt4 of winwood racing i think Clearly, Bryce is having a chat with the safety workers there. He has had a little bit of an impact with the tyres on the left rear, but don't think he's done too much damage there. And that car should pull out. They're already getting the tow strap on there. And this has been something that we've seen. The GS pits are open. And Does um, anybody go in? Yes. No. Not quite no, there yet. No. Do you go in, Jeremy, if you're on the back of this? Yeah, it's, and it's stretch? Probably yes, because even now they're going to need more full course caution, I think, to make it on one pit stop. So I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see uh, quite a few of those, these cars on pit lane. A couple of notes here. Uh, Kenton Cook had retake, reset fastest lap just before we went back to yellow in car number two in the second place car. Meanwhile, in the lead, Jesse Lazar just running a super consistent fast pace at the front of the field. Uh, also, the big mover in the opening stages race, as we expected, is car number 39. Uh, that's uh, Jeff Westfall, who's Tyler McQuarrie, excuse me, started the car in 20th. He's now up to 8th. Wow. That's the car that won at Sebring. So and you the can't McLaren, pass around the here. leading McLaren, both <laughs> McLarens are on the pit lane. Well, that's interesting. So... Kenton Cook stays out and in comes the Motorsport in Action McLaren for a brand new set of Michelin. Shea Adam is watching. Fuel and tires for both of the McLarens. We have the Volt Racing Porsche that is also getting fuel and tires. The 59 Core Motorsport Mustang is also in and it looks like it's just fuel for them. I don't see a tire change going on for that car. Uh, further down the pit lane, we have the number 46, the champions from 2018. They are doing fuel only for Owen Trinkler. The 88 BMW, which also started at the back of the field for Stephen Cameron Racing, fuel only for that car. And the Marillo Racing number 65, you talked about it. Do they come in? Yes, they do. It is fuel only. First car back out and running with left side stickers is the 69 Mia McLaren and the 75, the Compass Racing McLaren, right behind it on its tail. So both of those cars with some new tires to play with. Big move down the pit lane. The number 31 Body Motion Porsche gets out way ahead of its competition. That was a great pit stop by Body Motion. The hood was up on the 46 Owen Trinkler Team TGM GT4. I think that was just precautionary. They're still filling with fuel there, are they? Or is that car not moving? Sure, you can see that better than me. That car is not moving, John. I'm going to have to run down to that end of the pit lane after we get our TCR stops and figure out. But it is still stationary in its box. The brake lights have just gone off for Owen Trinkler, but the car is not yet moving. 
No, they're going to push that car away, Shea. That's wow. the defending champion. What an awful start to the season. It's been for the 46 team of Hugh Plum and Owen Trinkler. They have not had a top 10 finish this year and they won't be getting one today. They targeted this as a top five race, but they've not been at the races this weekend. They'll get that car out of the pit lane under people power, not three-pointed star power. Well, no, it has got, it has fired up. Well, that's curious. I wonder what that issue is. I'm not yeah. really sure. As soon as they opened the bonnet, they knew there was an issue. Yeah, yeah. But then you drove what if it that's away? a turbo? turbo I'm wondering if it yeah. maybe uh, electronic. To be honest, I mean the car didn't go off anywhere. It looked totally clean, yeah. so there's no way it overheated. And he, he was um, running nicely. He got himself up as high as 13th place before uh, this uh, caution. But actually, lost a place on the, on the lap before it. He was overtaken by uh, Jim Cox in the number 35 Mercedes, but. Uh, the car had been running well. He hadn't made such stellar ground as the car number 39 of Tyler McQuarrie, but certainly it was a good opening stint to the race. All right, here come the TCRs. We'll work oh. through what this means strategy-wise in just a moment. But Kent Cook leads. Then the two BMWs, Robbie Foley and James Clear. They stayed out, as did Russell Ward and Jeff Morsing and Tyler McQuarrie. We'll work out who's the first in line of the GSs who has pitted after Shea Adam brings us the TCR stops. Only four stops for the TCR competitors. We have two of the three LA Honda World Racing Honda Civic TCR cars. That would be the number 73, Mike Lamara and Matt Pombo sharing the car. It's Mike driving right now. And then the number 52, which is Colin Mullen, but driving right now, Max Faulkner. They've had a rough weekend so far. Fuel only for both of those cars. It is fuel also for both of the Alfa Romeos. They are in the pit lane. The red one gets moving first. That's the Mark Fame car as the number 52 of Max Faulkner jumps everybody else in the pit lane. 73 is still here waiting on the fuel. Both Alphas are rolling now. There's a huge cloud of smoke as Mark Vame has a little too much fun getting heat into the front Michelin tires of that car. And the last off the pit lane is the Black Alpha, the number five. The Red Alpha, Mark Vame's car, just took a little bit of time. It, it went and then it stopped and then it looked like there was a crew member talking to the driver and then it fired and went again. Well, that makes sense for those guys because they were off the pace a little bit after some issue at the start we still haven't got the bottom of that shit so if you wouldn't mind calling in and speaking to the uh, the alpha number three team uh, and find out why mark kavame didn't start from his front row position in tcr right let's quickly as the class split is going to happen right now let's quickly tell you who wins and who loses here anybody who didn't stop is hoping for another yellow flag at some stage. Anybody who did stop Jeremy and GS are taking the chance. They want a long, long, long green flag run now so that the guys who didn't stop have got to come in and make a green flag pit stop. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it's it, as we talked about uh, right at the top of the, of the show, it's going to be a strategic kind of masterclass out there. Who makes the right decisions is going to be looking good. And if you make the wrong call here, it can be very, very costly. But we see... The number th number two team back in the lead of the race now with those both of those McLarens uh, making a pit stop during this caution period. McLaren certainly uh, in the past have not had quite such good fuel consumption no. as some of the other uh, uh, some of the other contenders. Uh, and coming into this weekend, uh, they was uh, there was some they, they were actually and they, well actually they, they they had some fuel taken away. They had to, to reduce the side of their fuel tank, which is curious. I thought they were. Not too good on fuel consumption in any case, but they've got six litres less fuel on board those cars for this weekend than in the past. And to sort of circle back on rationale behind why some people pitted and where that might pay off, for this year, 2019, uh, IMSA regulations have a minimum refueling time on pit lane. And, you know, if you, if you short pitted, which is basically a, 
uh, nickname term for that. Uh, you short pit, you pit early for more fuel. That basically shortens your full driver change pit stop where everyone's taking tires, fuel, and doing a driver change. There's a, max, there's a minimum time for how long it takes to refuel the car, and if you have more fuel in the cell, you got a shorter pit stop because I guarantee you the driver change and the tire change is shorter than how much it takes for a fuel pit stop now. That was Britt Casey Jr. Uh, and Jeremy Shaw is alongside me, John Hindhoff, as we still have just under an hour and a half. One hour, 25 minutes and 38 seconds. The lights are out on the Honda NSX safety car. So once again, Kenton Cook has got to bring these cars to the line and he's got Robbie Forley and James Clear, the two BMWs behind him. They are quick starting cars. I just wonder whether at the first restart, Kenton was slightly uh, taken aback by the green flag being thrown at the finish line rather than going back round to the start again. He'll not make that mistake again for sure. And he'll be timing his run because he was very slow across the line towards the first corner. And that would allow both the McLarens through in the early part of that restart, that first restart. A little bit of weaving going on into the carousel. That's all right. Now he'll square this corner off and get on the throttle. He does much better restart from Cook this time at the head of the field. And he pulls out one, two, three, four cars. Lens, and it's the two BMWs that will have the battle into turn one. Forley has to defend in the blue and white Turner car. Optima batteries round the outside for Bimmerworld and James Clear can't make that one work. Then there's two of the AMG GT4's Russell Ward has Jeff Mosing in his mirrors and he'll have to defend Ward up the inside into turn two and then behind that Tyler McQuarrie well he's not backwards in coming forwards in the grey and bright green Audi and he's letting those two AMG's battle side by side coming out of turn two he'll get a huge drag here comes the Mosing car down the inside in the kink of turn three he'll get the run and Tyler McQuarrie's going to follow him through he'll be on the inside of turn four he might even make it three wide and try to take both of the Audis in one swell foop as Jeremy would say as the two BMWs are side by side in four as well these restarts are fantastic and the BMW still side by side huge wheel spin <laughs> time from the from the Optima Batteries car in third position. BMW side by side, Mercedes side by side, and the Audi wondering where the heck do I go? Tyler McQuarrie there, definitely the discretion, the better part of valor. He decided not to take a lunge down the inside. Yes. Tucking behind him, he's had a really good opening stint to Tyler McQuarrie. Started in the 20th position with those guys making pit stops and with a great uh, first charge through the, uh, through the middle of the pack. He's up into sixth position in car number 39. And apart from Jesse Lazar, or Kenton Cooker, I should say, who's disappeared at the front of the field, he's at the back of that train battling for second place. Now, who is the first car who's made the pit stops? I hear you ask. Well, that is Jesse Lazar, and he is in 12th position. Oh, sideways! Bit of a push, and that is the TGM number four car that's gone off, and that was, I think, a helming hand from the Mark Mortis Audi that was right in there. That was my first impression of that Camp Boggy Creek sponsored machine I think it was the silver Audi that was in behind well yeah the Audi got a tap from the heart Honda and sort of in a sort of billiards move yeah. it was a plant onto Ted Giovannis not his fault at all Brit. yeah you know I would it, that's that's a tough one to call there put any blame on anyone I mean the the guy in the middle the Audi he was just trying to manage being sandwiched by two other guys I mean he was a meat in the sandwich you know there's a car coming around the outside Maybe they were overtaking uh, the number four car, and he was stuck on the outside there. Uh, bottom line is, I think the only guy that knew there were three wide was the guy in the middle, and he was just trying his best to manage that. 
Uh, man, that mm, disappointing for the TGM guys. They're, I mean, solid group of dudes. They've won the championship last year. Very, very smart. Um, you know, they know exactly what they're doing. And for them to have these issues early on, uh, looks like intermittent problems that aren't necessarily due to any wrongdoing they did themselves. It's still the 37 of Shelby Blackstock that's leading him once again. Of course, he's behind that pink number 40 Mustang, uh, which is with number uh, 59 Mustang, rather, which mm -hmm. is right ahead of him, Rod Randall. And that's going to cause him uh, some issues. But we're still under green. So race control at the moment. Leaving them to run. Penalty. Refueling on jack stands. Car number 31 already in the pit lane. Jeff Courtney and car number 59. Rod Randall. So that's good news for Shelby Blackstop because now he's got to catch up with the 40 again, which is James Pesek. But at least for the moment, he's got a little bit of breathing space before that pink Mustang starts slowing him down through the twisty bits. But a great run out of turn one by Mark Wilkins, who's in second place in that Hyundai Veloster at the head of the field. All kinds of battles going on there. And the Aston Martin, the 97, taking a position there from... That was Rodrigo Salas, so that's 7th position down to 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. I can't count them quick enough, Brick Casey Jr. <laughs> We're full course yellow here, looks like. Yeah, it's had to, had to come out for yeah. the Ted Giovannis car. Again, the guys in race control giving the absolute best amount of time to see if that could be sorted out under its own volition. And where is that on the circuit? That is... Uh, entry to the carousel. That is the, the entry outside. to the carousel, yeah. Just a little mm -hmm. bit further back than we saw uh, Bryce Ward earlier on. And Ted Giovannis at the moment probably doesn't know that his other car's already back in the, in yeah. the paddock. So that's not been a good 10 or 15 minutes for the TGM guys. No, I feel for them. I mean, that's it's tough to take those types of races. You know, they happen from time to time. But... Uh, it, it, it never gets old, the disappointment for that stuff. You know, really smart guys uh, based out of Road Atlanta area. Um, you know, they definitely have their heads on straight. They deserve to get a good result here. Uh, but, you know, thinking about these full course yellows that we've had, if you think about it, none of them are due to heavy contact with the barrier. No, no. None of them. They're it's just because they can't drive off the wet grass. Right. I mean, it's the elements of the track right now that are making all these cautions. Last year we had one early, early, early full course yellow. That was it. It went green the rest of the way. And now we have these variable conditions where cars are getting into the grass that's completely soaked. I mean, full-on mud. And they can't get out. That's the only thing that's caused these yellows today. It's interesting. You don't really see these elements come into play a lot. But when they do, they can cause havoc. And we're seeing totally different strategies now. I bet none of the guys thought it would be like this right now. I mean, these are a lot of cautions. That's the voice of Britt yeah. Casey Jr. who joins me, John Hindhoff, and Jeremy Shaw in the booth. Yeah, this is certainly going to help the, 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 the cars that did not make a pit stop earlier yeah. on, I think. Stretches their fuel window, it does. doesn't it? Agreed. Uh, and, but Kenton Cook, I mean, he just checked out of that restart. He was two seconds clear at the end of the first lap of green flag racing, three seconds ahead at the end of the second flag uh, lap of green flag racing, uh, and two very consistent laps in a low uh, one minute 29, so a really good job that Kenton was going doing. But also, look at that Tyler McQuarrie in car number 39, the Carbon Autosport Audi R8 LMS GT4. He has moved himself up two positions since the restart and up now into fourth position. And the advantage of stopping early in that first yellow flag, just beginning to win away a little bit. We've got an hour and 18 minutes to go. Yes. Th the way it stands at the moment, it won't be very long before the guys who stayed out, Jeremy, 
will be able to just make one more pit stop and go to the end. Right, but uh, but just as there, he's got himself up inside the top ten. Well, that's after, good. You know, after the uh, re- after the restart, having made that pit stop, so he remains the best of the drivers that already made a pit stop. He's a couple of positions ahead of Paul Holton in the other McLaren, uh, and then uh, Nate Stacey, Henry Schmidt, and, and various others. But uh, this this now, we are far enough into the race for drivers to be able to make a pit stop. The, the first, that first caution period came before enough time had elapsed in order for di- drivers to, to, the teams to make a driver change. Correct. Because there's a minimum drive time in this race, it has to be satisfied, and it now has. Yeah, so that could change one or two people's minds. But I, I don't see any point in coming in now uh, if you're a GS car, because you can't make the end from here but they're stretching their fuel mileage here to a point where I think they're probably in the window to go to the end on one more stop, and the guys who stopped Who? early have also got to wait one more stop in GS. Yeah, no, 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 there's, there's, there's quite a long way. They can do about, they can do, um, about 50 minutes? I'd say less than an hour yeah. for sure, yeah, no less doubt. Than hour, absolutely. Less than an hour, I mean, they're, if they could, if they were to pit now, they at least be waiting on two more cautions to get to the end. Yes, you know that would be. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't mean, see the. A, I don't see the point of a twenty-minute no, 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 no. gap. No, no, no. Pit lane visitor for Ted Giovanni. He's gonna. Well, don't guys, don't tell him the other car's out. Just don't tell him because he's had a bad few minutes in the driver's seat. He can jump out of that car now. That is one of the advantages. He's dropped a lap or two, of course, on the oh, GS. He's already one behind. He's probably three behind now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's done his 45 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah. So what we're talking about there is that there's a minimum drive time in order to be able to, class- to be classified for points in this championship. That's 40 minutes out of the two-hour race. So any time after 40 minutes, you can make your driver change and you're good to go per the regulations. Yeah, you saw that right front there. It was flat on the Mercedes-Benz, uh, the number four That was car. the contact. That- yep, and I'm wondering if uh, the, the Audi that made contact with him uh, might have a slow leak as well. Gavin Ernstone, I believe, uh, the 61 car. Um, something to keep in mind. I mean, that would be yeah. a left front going flat, and you need that in a TCR car. That is all the grip here. So this will be a, a, what they call a quickie yellow. The pits will not be open because it was within 15 minutes of the previous full course caution period. So we're probably are we getting ready to go back to green now. The safety car is coming to the final corner, yes, and coming into the pit lane. So we'll be getting ready now to go back to green with uh, 24 laps completed. This will be 25 laps completed when they come past the to take the green flag. Another really strong restart by Kenton there. Yeah, he got on it nice and early. And again, has made a bit of a gap between himself and the second-place car, which, of course, now is James Clear. It was the other BMW last time around of Robbie Foley. Now the TCR cars go across the line, and we've got the added fun of having Audi's locked into that as well so all of these cars making their pace slightly differently the leading three or four have got away it was a good restart by Mark Wilkins and oh. he was scored across the line as the leader yeah. so he must have jumped Shelby Blackstone now did that happen just before the yellow came out I don't think well I don't know I don't think so I, I uh, had it written down the other way around on the previous few laps so there tail of the tip so far is two cars stuck in muddy conditions bringing out full course yellows but Kenton Cook again getting a good restart at the front of the field 
He's dragging James Clear with him, and those two are pulling away from Robbie Foley in the blue and yellow BMW number 96 in second, who's under pressure now from Tyler McQuarrie. Meantime, the TCR battle is heating right up as well. The 89 in the mix there, sitting in fifth position. Chad Gilsinger, he was the Paulson and Gavin Ernstone right in behind him in that Europarts supported car. This is a good run from Gav. He'll be loving this. It's a little dive down the inside at turn six a moment or turn five a couple Let's of see. moments there six sorry I was right the first time a moment or two ago and there was contact there yeah I mean that's just something that happens here in mid-Ohio you saw they were trying to make moves and you know the best place to do it is entry to turn four that's the only real heavy long braking zone at this track and didn't get it done there tried to sneak it down the inside of six and uh diminishing returns uh on moves like those in my opinion that's a really early entry corner uh, people tend to overdrive it and miss the apex, but turning an early light break is the way to go, and it's it's tough to make a pass down the inside to lunge on a guy. So that's Henry Schmidt making a pit stop in the number 88 car. He'll ca ca uh, hand over that car to the former race lap record holder, Gregory Leofouge, and uh, they should be able to get this pit stop completely, get it back out oh. again without losing a lap. Meantime, the wars go on for Mark Kavame and the number five alpha, uh, sorry, the number three alpha, the red car as that car is struggling in uh, pit lane. And let's go down to Shea Adam for an update. That car came in immediately following the caution. So they would have had to serve a penalty had they drive uh, a drive-through penalty, had they gone back out and proceeded around. They changed the right front only and then told Mark to leave, but he couldn't engage the car in gear. So the car is now being pushed behind the wall, but also of huge significance. The number 76 Compass McLaren came into the pit lane. They put it up on the air jacks and then realized there was something more dire. That car has just gone behind the wall. So from competing for the lead of the race to now back to the garage for Compass. It's been one of those days. It has been one of those days. Yeah, su Al super unfortunate. Alternator for the 46 is what we're hearing. So the last year's champion, when they opened the, they opened the bonnet, that car had thrown its belt. And the 40 Mustang is off at turn one. And that was helped into that situation as well. James Pesek. He might be able to sneak out of there, to be honest. The gravel's I mean, actually not quite hard. He got hit by another Mustang, didn't mm. he? It was the 59 car. Ooh, the sustained contact there. The guys in race control won't like that. So that was the yeah, 59 goes. car of Rod Randall. Right. Dr. Rod there uh, getting, a bit, uh, getting, getting a bit muscly with that muscle car. Those two muscle cars heading into turn one. Go on, move on. I'm keeping my eyes again on that uh, Tyler McCorn, the Audi car number 39. is up into third position now and charging. He started in the 20th position on the grid. Kenton Cook still leads from James Clay in the BMW. But Tyler McCorry is uh, not far behind. Yeah, well, that's, he's, uh, he's, not, he's not there in turn one. You've got to be right alongside yeah. in turn one. That's a low percentage one right there. I mean, again, mid-Ohio desperation with these passes. Yeah. It's just... You, everyone is going to make you work for it in this series, passing in general, but you add, oh, as you see, a huge piece of debris, left side rocker panel coming off of the Mustang. Uh, but, you know, that car might overheat as well. I mean, you saw the way it acted when it got back on track. just works like a shovel on the front of it, picking up all the debris and grass. 
As soon as the team saw that bright pink Mustang off, they all jumped up onto the wall. The biggest three that were noticeable with an AWA Porsche, the number 13. It's Ori Fidani out, and Scott Hargrove has already gotten in there, changing all four Michelin tires on this car. But the two teams immediately in front of them, both TCR also at the ready. They've got slicks on the wall, but they've also got wet weather tires readily available on the wall, too. So the, the number 54 JDC Miller Motorsports car, Stephen Simpson, helmeted and ready to get into that car when Michael Johnson decides to come in. And the other one, the car that has been leading today, the Atlanta Speedworks car, the number 84. Brian Henderson behind the wheel now. Todd Lamb is at the ready as well. In TCR, Mark Wilkins leads for Hyundai. This is a great run for the experienced Mark Wilkins. Right in behind him, though, Shelby Blackstock refuses to give up that position. He's sitting right in the wheel tracks of that bright eggshell blue Veloster N. Those two cars have got a bit of clear track ahead of them now, and they have pulled away at some pace from who is in third position there in TCR. Uh, that's uh, Mark Maturodi has come through, the 81, the Mark Mortis car. Then Brian Henderson, who was going so well and leading earlier on. But they're a good five seconds, four or five seconds, behind the leading pair. So that's done, been a good run. Another guy who's done a really good job in the opening of this race is Rob Eklund Jr. Yes. In the Aston Martin AMR Vantage, kind of a 97, up at the seventh place. He started 15th, uh, and he's worked his way steadily forward. Really done a nice job, and holding on there now ahead of the car that led the opening stages. That's the car number 69, the McLaren of Jesse Lazar. Jesse Lazar, by the way, when he came in for motorsport in action, took left tyres only. And Shed did say there were sticker tyres on the left-hand side. Just to confirm that, it was two Michelins on the left-hand side only of the Motorsport in Action McLaren, which has now fought its way back up after those stops to eighth position, albeit with a bit of carnage around it. But that car, remember, has more fuel than all of the cars ahead of it. That is the first of the pit-stopped cars. Penalty for the 59. I think we could have called that one. Yeah. probably did call that one. Yeah, I, I saw that one coming. I mean, the, the IMSA officials, Bo Barfield, he runs a really tight-knit program. And, you know, the thing about race officiating is you got to be predictable. And as being Consistent. a competitor, yeah. consistency and predictability, at least you know where the, the line is drawn and the line has never moved. And that didn't surprise me just based on the consistent calls of the past. Now, here's the, we're watching the, the, the battle here. The, what's intriguing about this train of cars here is the cars in the front of them is Scott Hargrove. Uh, then it's the kind of a 35, that's a Dylan Murray. And uh, behind Dylan Murray is number 88, Greg Leofouge. He's trying desperately not to go a lap yes. down to Kenton Cook. And that has allowed the second and third place cars, the BMW, kind of 82, and that fast-closing Audi, kind of a 39, to close right up. We've now got a three-car battle for the lead. Through the kink at three and down to four. Would say as well that the left-hand side mirror on the Audi is folded in for Tyler McQuarrie, so he won't be able to see very much behind it, but he doesn't need to at the moment. All his focus is on... James Clear right ahead of him. Robbie Foley's dropped away a couple of seconds or so on this battle, and he's got his hands full with a bright orange Mercedes. That must be Jeff Mosing as the drive-through is completed for for the 59 car. And Rod Randall rejoins. Now, Kenton Cook has got to keep his head here, leading the race. A similar performance-level car ahead of him, another GS. Don't think he'll get through at turn number 12 but he'll try and get a good run out of the carousel and maybe get alongside into turn one. If not, it's got to be up the inside 
into the keyhole. Yeah, but Leofus, when he came out of the pits, he was in the same position, so he's holding on there now for about three laps. He is also the uh, the reigning track record holder, as I say, well, before this event, he's now been eclipsed by several other cars, but Leofusia knows his way around here, and he's, and he's not going to let... he's on fresher tyres, of course. And, uh, yeah, he's got a full tank of fuel, of course, a much heavier car, but uh, he is on uh, fresh rubber, and uh, he's making taking full advantage of that even with that heavy fuel load he's able to just about stay ahead of uh, Tyler Cook but watch the Audi now coming onto the back straight mm -hmm. at 39 car he's right up tucked up behind the BMW the second place BMW of James Clay it's got cooled outside and there's the odd spot just the odd spot of rain I've just been at the back of the IMSA broadcast centre Shea Adam is down in the pit lane I'm not imagining that Shea am I? If you're imagining it then I am too because uh, I've been <laughs> feeling them every now and then and it's not enough to make uh, a noticeable mark on the pit lane but there are little chicken spots that are starting to appear as the number 23 uh, racing to end ALZ comes into the pit lane Nick Galante's day is done and James Vance taking over so appropriate that it's getting colder when a Canadian is taking over that purple and silver Audi TCR car one or two of you will be joining us after our coverage of the Spa WEC race, which had sunshine, started in sunshine and then was red flag for snow uh, at the Spa-Francorchamps circuit. Fantastic race here. We've still got just over half this race to go, live in sound and vision. No blocks, no brakes, no fees required. Just the action from the Mission and Pilot Challenge here at Mid-Ohio. And Gregory Liefuger is actually now dragging the leading Audi away from the battle for second and third so Kenton Cook trying to stay as close as he can to the man who has held the lap record here and Greg is just defending going into turn number one and two as the battle behind is beginning to hot up and that's good news for the leader totally I'm, I'm totally on board with, with what, what Kenton's doing right now I mean Gregory Lafouge is clearly keeping up with him you know he's not getting in the way as much as most lap down cars would or about to be lapped cars would be um, and also the 39 car and the 82 I mean they're keeping each other busy too so why not wait you know Kenton doing exactly what he what he needs to do yeah. he's still building a gap but being smart about it no need to force the issue when you're still stretching the lead from the guys behind Correct. Yeah, I mean he's only stretching the lead behind him because the BMW is in second place is struggling to hold oh, off yeah. the Audi behind him but you're right and Leofood, those, those car, the car right ahead of the race leader he's only there because he's already made his pit, his pit stop, stop. Mm -hmm. so uh, you know, he's, he's certainly that car is more than capable of running front running pace as we are seeing right now but yeah. as it is right now the risk versus reward of trying to make a do a die maneuver yeah, yeah, exactly. on Leofood yeah, no. is, is probably it hasn't hit the critical point I think if Tyler McQuarrie gets past James Clay in second place, those two just coming out of the carousel at the moment, and they're now about 10 cars lengths down, that equates to something like, what, half or three quarters? No, a full second now. But Lee Fuga now is beginning to defend on Kenton Cook, who tries to go to the outside. He'll throw the dummy right, and then will he swing left and try and go around the outside? Now he's being held up. He got a great run out of... The final corner and out of Ward and dives down the inside on the curb. That's an awesome manoeuvre mm. by Kent Cook. But he was run out of the road there by Lee Fugger. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But this is starting to look and feel a little bit desperate as it is for second and third. BMW yeah. versus Audi. Yeah. 39 car wants by big time. Yeah. And Lee Fugger still holds on to the very end of the lead lap. James Clear and the Optima batteries. Bimmerworld BMW, what a servant to this sport Bimmerworld have been. Supporters like the other BMW team, Turner Motorsports, supporting 
this category of racing and continuing to support as it went into the GT4 era. I still remember when people said, oh, no, GS going to GT4. That's, that's worse. Are you going to kill the class? Well, let's not forget, before that happened, I think we were down to six or seven cars at one race that previous season. And uh, we've got we've had more than 20 for most of last year. And again, same sort of numbers again here this weekend. And with the addition of TCR now, well into the high teens. This is looking very, very prosperous indeed for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. No doubt. No doubt. And super competitive racing, Britt. That's yeah, the thing. Very. I mean, these, the GT4 platform is so awesome. All these cars are so cool looking. And I've seen a bunch of them up close. Good I've worked on a lot of them. Fun to drive? Uh, yeah, they're a blast. I mean, the, the, the thing is based on a streetcar, however. Oh, great dive down the inside by Tyler <laughs> McQuarrie. He was that was in, a good one. He was into <laughs> a second place for about 10 feet. And then hit the inside curb, went wide, and he'll have to do that all over again. James Clear would have thought, what? You're, gonna you're never going to get that stopped. See, told you. And yep. just turned back on the inside. But this is great racing. This is what we like to see. And to be honest, as a driver, Brit, right, it's lovely to drive away and get pull, fastest lap, and the win. Mm -hmm. But if you get a podium position in TCR or GS in Michelin Pilot Challenge, you know you've probably had to have a scrap for it. You've had a good day at the office. For sure. And, and the honestly, from my experience, it... It kind of comes from doing your homework ahead of time. It makes your time at the track so much more programmed, and you're just going through the motions again. But doing all your critical thinking before this even begins is the better way to do it. And, I mean, yeah, and racing in IMSA is awesome. Coming. We have rain coming. This will be interesting. This will be interesting. And everybody is stretching their fuel window because you don't want to come in and then have to come in again. One or two of the cameras out in the circuit just with the odd spit or spot of rain on it. And if I put my hand out now where I was only getting a spot maybe every two or three seconds, it's now every... or oh, it's a couple of spots every second. And Shea Adam is in the pit lane. Was that the number two pit board I just saw going out? It just started to move, uh -oh. John. So that means that uh, Kenton Kirk perhaps can't stay out any longer. And we've got a couple other teams with their teams up on the wall. Their slick tires in hand, but those wets are just lingering behind. And everybody has been trying to stretch and stretch and stretch as the green block grows ever closer to us on the radar map. But it's not wet enough yet for those wets. Oh, no. It will be. No, it isn't. However, we did see a lot of teams running the Michelin wets pretty much down to becoming a slick when we had the practice session earlier in the weekend when it was wet and got dry. And they will have got a huge amount of data from that. The Michelin wet tyre is immensely durable and you can run it on a pretty dry surface. The if it gets wet again after that, of course, you're in trouble, but hopefully that doesn't happen. And again, more problems for Kenton Cook, our leader, with traffic in there. And he's, I think he's going to pull off to the left-hand side of the circuit this time. He looks like he's taking a wider line. No, he's going to have one more go yeah. at the BMW. One more lap. Because there's traffic around, this might not be a bad idea. He's going to get a great run down into turn one. He's right under the rear wing of the Gregory Lee Fugger BMW as they go through turn one and it's held up the battle for second and third that could be important meanwhile at the head or, or in the midfield of the TCR battle we've got two Hondas together Grads, uh, 
that is Gilsinger in the 89 car and he now is up to second position, no that is the battle for the lead my apologies, that is the battle no sorry, let's go back Heidof. that's the battle for third because the Hyundai uh, went uh, off into the distance oh, and Jeff Mosey Jeff Mosey is in the gravel now can he get that this car out interesting. just well, under an hour to go the Aston Martin has just come into the pits on this lap exactly two. halfway through this race that'll pay dividends big time oh, oh it's turn two it's the same place yeah. in the Bryn Yolson and Bell's Bog I've been watching that all race so far. That place has yet to dry up, and it is extremely surprising. That water has just sat there for the past hour, and, I mean, not enough guys are running over it, so oh, it, do you know it what? happens. 52 car in the pit lane as well in TCR. And the caution is out. The caution Great is call. out, and the pits are closed. Yeah. The pits are closed. So anyone who just came in, anybody who just came in to play the blind is Shea Adam. Who came in? That would be the number eight, the sister car to the leader. So that's Rodrigo Salas out and Gunnar Jeanette in. Hello. He's going to be fun to watch when we go back to green flag. The 97 Aston Martin. It is Brandon Kidd, I believe, getting into that car. And that would be the invisible glass car. The only problem is they put slicks on that car. And if the rain continues to get heavier as it is, it's almost time to put the hood up, as a matter of fact, on me, not on the car. Uh, and the number 52, Colin Mullen, getting into that LA World Honda. Max Faulkner out. They're taking their time changing those tires because there's no ah. rush. The pit exit light is on, so they would have to wait there anyway. Well, and, no. and you've got to say, you've just got to wonder if the Aston has made a mistake. Uh, go ahead, Chip. They blew the pit exit no. light. They did not Shaking. stop. Nope, mm. unfortunately. No way. Were, were, they, were they trying to stay on the lead lap? Well, is that what happened there, Shay? Could you see why they why they blew that? Uh, they because just the number looking. eight, the number really okay. The number, number eight, eight car. That's yes, but that's a lap down now, so you'll get the wave back around, but that won't benefit it. The yes. number ninety-seven car, if that was able to stay on the lead lap, that was the that's the crucial factor. But it was able to stay on the lead lap. But the pit exit light was on anyway, Jeremy. So he was already too late. He already had to stop, and he didn't. Right. Yeah, okay, well, that's okay. good. So that's going to cost him even more. Yeah. Another great recovery. The Marillo Racing, Mosing Motor Cars, Mercedes-Benz in that very fetching metallic shade of orange with a little hint of ginger in it. He's back on the track with a little bit extra mud. Oh, and the 23 car's gone off behind the safety car. Oh, dear, what a horrible day they have had. Did he pit? Were those new tyres? Ah, oh, is that what happened? Uh, no, he's just gone straight on at turn one. Uh, looks like something something's, something's broken up there. Now, was that one of the cars that had a bit of side-to-side -side contact? Maybe a steering arm broken? Possibly. I but mean, that car... Yeah, he, he's got no one home turning left. Uh, yeah, right right front wheel is at a crazy angle. That's Nick Galante and James Vance, and, and that's the racing end Alzheimer's car. Well, mm. that's horrid. Yeah, That that's might tough. be safe there, though, that car. He's almost behind the barrier at turn one. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to pick him up for sure, but there is that uh, outside retaining wall right there, and that is basically one of the points where you can back into if you're stopped. Uh, you know, it won't take them that long at all to get him out of there. So Ken no. Cook maybe went a lap too long there, gentlemen. The wipers are going on some of the cars now. The only good thing is, does this make their, does this make their choice easier? It's not. I don't think it's wet enough for wet yet. Yeah, I mean, no. for no. me, it's, you know, if, if you're rubber. doubting... If you're doubting going to wets, stay on the dries. Yeah. Unless it's full wet, full dedicated, then you go to wets. But if it's variable, I mean, in my experience, just stay on the slicks. Now, what's the McLaren going to do? It's staying out. Yeah. 
Let's go down to Shea Adam for the leader in the pit lane. Okay, the number two came in. It is Cook out and Cook in. Tyler gets in. Bill Oberlin is getting into the number 96 Turner Motorsports BMW. It is Kyle Marcelli into the number 60 Ford Mustang from Core Motorsports. We have the number eight. It looks like back in again, so maybe Gunner had a little bit of issue leaving. Uh, Trent Hinman is into the Volt Racing, the number seven Porsche. Uh, we've got Tyler McQuarrie finally getting out. Man, that guy did a stellar performance for the uh, Carbon Autosports, the car that won the last time out. And it is Jeff Westfall in 31 body motion. Was a little bit confused coming into its pit stop, but they are doing fuel and tires for that car. And also we have the number 33 Mercedes in. I didn't see a driver change on that car, but I'm sure one took place. The number 82 Bimmer World BMW is in. That's James Clay out and uh, Devin Jones getting in behind the wheel of that. And it is time for Mr. Foss, although I'm not, no, that car is still out on the track. Sorry, that's the sister car. That would be the 65. So uh, Brent mosing out and uh, Justin Piscatel should be getting in. And cars rolling back down the pit lane. Everybody looks clean on their pit stops, which is the best news. But oh. the bad news is everybody's still on slicks. 82 car is getting wet. 82 car, the Optima Batteries Bimmer World car is getting Michelin wet. Looks like they brought out slicks and have changed them. I know they're used slicks. That's what's come off the car. So they're putting on a set of cut tire, no proper full wet tires. Yeah, you're not so allowed to cut them. No, you're not allowed. That's right. So that is. Well, that's. I think there's something up there. You know, I, I we'd have to see a replay of that pit stop, but I think they put, I want to say the right rear was reverse treaded. I, I think, and they put on a new one immediately after realizing that. I, I think they put the left rear on the right rear. Yeah. And they had to take it off yeah. and, and turn it to the other side. And that's one of those things where it's different in the rain. You know, a lot of race car tires are one directional, but you, you get them right. And then you have your, your set of slicks that aren't necessarily lined up the way you want them to. Or yeah. sorry, your, your set of wets. And you end up with these double tr double-sided tires where you end up not having the right combination of forward-facing tire tread. It's a big gamble then by the uh, co-championship leaders coming into this weekend. Remember, wow. uh, James Clay and Devin Jones in number 82 BMW came on tied on points with Jesse Lazar, who did not pit during his caution period. Right, into the pits, and Mark Wilkins leads the TCR field in. Oh, no, hang on, somebody stayed out. I'll come to you in a second, Shea. That looks like the couple of the Hondas have stayed out. I'll give you the rundown on that in a moment as you've got the TCR leaders and a significant tyre choice here. Those Hondas that stayed out would have been the two cars possibly that pitted before the full course caution came out because we had two Hondas and two Alphas come in and pit then, but both of the Hondas are in. It looks like they are doing fuel and tyres as well, but everybody down from the middle of the pit lane further back, including the car that has won both of the races so far this year, the number 37 Honda, everybody is taking off the slicks and going to wet tyres. So that means that unusually we're getting four tire stops because most of the time we do have situations where only two tires are changed. So it's a little bit longer of a stop. The Hart uh, Honda, the number 89 that started from pole now has Ryan Eversley. There's been driver changes up and down the field. Stephen Simpson into the number 54 Audi and a little bit further down. Gavin Ernstone got out. That's John Morley into the other Audi, the E-Euro parts Audi down there. Fueling is done on the Honda. They are just waiting on the left rear tire by the look of it on the number 89 as the first car to get moving is the 
Michael Lewis Hyundai meeting his teammate out. That would be Harry Gottsacker. Now the next car off the pit lane, Steven Simpson in the Audi. The number 89 Honda is still sitting here. There was a problem change in the left rear. They've now got it off the air jacks, and it's going to have dropped several positions, uh, including a spot to that number 37 Honda. Yeah, damage to the left-hand rear on that car where there was the coming together earlier on might just have had uh, some bearing on getting that rear wheel off maybe they were fouling the bodywork when they were trying to take that wheel off but they lost a lot of time very impressed with the Brian Herter Autosport stops for the Hyundais uh, they had all four wheels changed and the car ready to go long before the fuel hose came out which is exactly Brett Casey Jr what you want, it should be the fuel that takes the longest time. Totally, I mean the, the set, like I said earlier, the, there's a minimum refuel, refuel time in IMSA and your goal is to have that as your constant. You know, you can't help that. That can't get any faster based on this new rule that we have. Um, but, you know, everything else needs to happen inside that window before the fuel is done. Then you're good to go. So the rain is coming. Is it coming quick enough for the guys on wets? Will they burn the wets off before it gets wet enough to get the best out of the wets when it's yeah. wet? Uh, it's if that a makes any total, sense. total gamble. I mean, looking at it right now, it, the, the track surface has gotten a little bit darker from moisture, but there are still dry spots down this front straight. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would have taken slicks or if I would have taken reins there. Uh, I, I think that's uh, it's an interesting decision. But from what we saw earlier in the week, and the, it looks like the Audi, the racing to end Alzheimer's Audi, is going to need a flatbed as well. So this is not going to be a short yellow. Mm-hmm. Now... I'll come back to the tyres in a moment. I just want to throw another variable in here. Those guys who's just stopped there and filled to the brim, including the car that was leading, the number two Audi, we are now down to getting close to them being able to go to the end. We're under 50 minutes. It's not going to take very much more caution laps, Jeremy Shaw, to that for that one stop at just over the hour mark to have been enough. They might be able to go. Yeah, they might. This is uh, this is going to be close. Number 54 car is in again. That's interesting. Those are my teammates on the JDC Miller Motorsport team. Uh, looks like Steve Simpson's in now. They're going to... Oh, interesting. They're doing a tyre change. So what did they go out on and what are they putting on now? I don't know if she's anywhere near that. I can't quite see. Your eyes are better than mine, Britt. Are they taking slicks off and putting wets on or the other way around? Mm, I want to say it's the other way around. Yeah, I they're do. taking wets off and putting slicks back on. That's what it looks like to me. Looks like a four-tire stop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, those are wets lying by the back of the car, aren't they? Yeah, those guys are smart. I mean, that's pretty funny. I mean, I think they're going the way that I was leaning, and uh, I know their engineering staff really well. Cole Scroggum and Ryan Pereira are very turned-on guys. They know what's up, and, uh, you know, that would be pretty interesting if they agree with me on that call. So, Shea Adam has just been down to the number two Audi squad at pit in. How close are they to being able to go to the end? Do they need a little more yellow? It was the international signal for we're rolling the dice, and we would like a little more yellow. Yes, they're uh, they're pretty darn close. Okay, well, they're going to get a bit more yellow yet because yeah. the flatbed is not moving. Uh, out, the 54 car has got out, and ah, they miss it. the uh, motorsport in action. McLaren is coming in as well. I've got a feeling that quite a few drivers who've gone out there on wet weather tyres, Adam, have said to them, guys in the pits are you kidding me 
This is this is not wet weather tyres. Well, we'll find out if oh, Corey Ferguson. Oh, they're going to wet. They're going to wet. Exactly. From I was going to say we'll find out if Corey Ferguson is going to join that fraternity or not because he is taking over from Jesse Lazare, and they are going on to wets, as you rightly say. Only one wheel gun for the McLaren because it is a central wheel, not lock, instead of the five studs as we see for all the other cars in the field. But uh, driver change nearly complete. Door goes down. Window rolls up nicely, uh, so no issues there. Corey nicely belted in as well and just waiting on the left front this is their first stop they have not been to visit me in the pit lane thus far as uh, both of the windshield wipers are now moving quite frantically on the mclaren car comes off the air jacks and very subtly roars back into the race yes that was like you're pulling out of a supermarket car park there very good not putting too much stress on the tires or the clutch or the drive line so the class split is going on. Here's how it stands. There's going to be a few if-thens and maybes here. But here's how it stands. I can tell you for certain that the number 88 BMW of Gregory Liefuger yes. is scored as the leader. Yes, and that was the car that was running last car on a lead lap before this caution period in the... Where was it? In the 21st position. Correct, and that's why he was fighting so hard. Uh, 46 has just come back out of the paddock on the pit lane, Shannon. Or did my eyes deceive, deceive me? No, no, you're not You're not seeing things that you want to be seeing. Uh, but you are seeing something that you want to see, if you know what I mean. Uh, yes, Owen Trinkler still behind the wheel of the number 46. That would be an alternator belt replacement for that crew. Excellent effort by the uh, Team TGM. Yeah. So the drive time... This is, uh Sorry, one, one point I have to make because sure. I'll forget it because I'm an old man. No you worries. Get, you have to understand <laughs> this. Uh, Brick Casey Jenny who's a long time. Um, that stop from uh, the McLaren, very close to drive time because we've just got 45 minutes to go now. So even yeah. if they had a bit more fuel in the tank, they couldn't have gone another lap probably without getting their second driver in uh, to get to the end of the race right and they now did the splash earlier on i should say but that was there that was their stop to change their driver sorry but go ahead so uh just on a side note here uh i actually got a text from the photographer for our team uh mike stahlschmidt he told me it's raining pretty hard in the uh, keyhole right now so uh i can see how guys are going to wets you know i stand corrected i think this wow. is uh this is getting pretty interesting. Well, They're I seeing stuff we're not here. I don't think any of the original stoppers from the GS has put wets on, but most of the TCRs did. And in fact, we've got the number two in Europarts Audi back in the pit lane here. They're just going to wets. And they did the splash, so they will be good on field at the end of the race. But unfortunately, they didn't make the right tire decision the first time around. I, do you know what? I don't think that matters. I think they've rolled the dice there. They've done the right thing. They were close on fuel anyway. Now they're not. Now they can't go to the end. And none of the guys ahead of them who've only made the one stop earlier, they'll still have to come in and stop. And they will cycle through. Now, even if it's a green flag stop, they'll, they'll want to come in to fill up. They can't go at the end from here. So that's really, really interesting. And the Rover Motor Oil and EU Parts car is rolling. Class split is ongoing. So we will be going back to green flag racing for a 40, let's call it around about a 40 minute run, maybe 41, 42 minutes run to the flag. We're live trackside here at Mid-Ohio. IMSA in sound and vision on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV together, free and uninterrupted around the world via the IMSA app, IMSA.TV and a number of other syndications as well. Start thinking now as we're inside the last 45 minutes about your nominations, please. Tweet at IMSA Radio, use the hashtag ForgeLine 
SOTR, Forgeline SOTR, Forgeline, our partners in the Spirit of the Race Award from these parts, building their All-American wheels down in Dayton, Ohio, and the safety car lights are out. Yeah, number 13 car, that made an extra pit stop right before this caution period. I thought it should have been able to cycle past the safety car and run around to the back of the pack, but it hasn't been waved past the leader, or he hasn't gone past the leader, nor has the number 97 car. So those two, they're still on the lead lap technically right now, but I would like to know why Hargrove made that extra pit stop. Oh, the BMWs are pitting! The BMWs have pitted first and second into the pit lane as we go back to green. That means that Trent Hindman will come across the line and will lead for the number seven Porsche team. The Vault Racing Porsche team have gone into the lead. And that means that Dylan Murray will go through in second. Kyle Marcelli for the 60. Forge line Ford Mustang will go through in third. And presumably the BMWs are getting a splash of fuel and going to wet. Exactly, John. That's why they're in. Also, the Atlanta Speedworks number uh, 84 TCR Honda. They're doing the exact same thing. Fuel and wet tires. It must be bad out there. If Bill Overling comes over the radio and says, I don't want to be on slicks. I want to be on wets. Even to sacrifice the track position, you know how wet it is. They're going to have to hustle to get these cars out before they lose the lead lap though and I don't think that's going to happen the 97 Aston Martin has been called for running the light at pit exit that's a stop and 60 second hold for that yeah. mistake yeah. from the Aston Martin yeah and they made a good call to come into the pit lane but they needed to get it out before the before the uh, the rest of the pack came uh, came across if that made if that meant a, a short pit stop Short Great, fill. do it, Short but don't, and don't blow the... Uh, oh, don't fantastic blow the, uh, battle for the, the lead. There goes the 59 <laughs> going round the outside. And Kenny Wilden is trying to make up some, some positions there. And Bill Oberlin has got out in front of the leaders. So he's made his pit stop and managed to get back out. So the BMWs did get in. Now, we've got some penalties for you. 97 we've talked about. 81 assistance from behind the wall. That's a drive-through. Wheel rotation on jack stands for the... The Mustang number 40, that's a drive-through. Now, because we've got a mixed-up restart, it's all getting a bit tasty as through goes the leader, Trent Hinman, and he's got a huge one-and-a-half-second lead back to Dylan Murray in second. Then Kyle Marcelli will go through with the 64 Mustang. Then it's Kenny Wilden in the 59 car. The yeah. Mustang cycling towards the front now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, with Kyle Marcelli and uh, Kenny Wilder, two uh, very experienced Canadians, one at the opposite end of his career, career almost to the other. But Kenny Wilder is a two-time champion in this series in the past. He knows exactly what it needs to do to get to the front of this race. The remaining Alpha, the number five car, is in the pit, and I think just for fuel, by the look of it. There's no sign of any tyres, or is that a stop? And that's maybe is that car getting a stop and hold? I can see somebody standing in front of it, an IMSA official with a timing device. So maybe that's a penalty as well. Meantime, TCR battles at the front of the field. The Veloster now has Mike Lewis behind the wheel with Tom O'Gorman in the number 37 trying to chase him down. So it's the same two cars, the 98 and the 37. They're amongst the BMWs who've just come out of the pit lane, remember, as well. So they're on cold and wet tyres. Sorry, they're on cold, wet tyres. The tyres aren't wet because the track isn't wet, but it's getting slippery. Oh, huge understeer from the guys. Yes, improper final wave by a stop in three minutes and two seconds for that Alpha and the 52 car. Same, stop in three minutes and two. So they got the wave, they took the wave by when they shouldn't have it. It's slippery, it's greasy, it's almost impossible to keep the car pointing in a straight line. The front wheel drive car is just absolute huge amounts of understeer as soon as you get on the throttle and now if you're on wet weather tyres you're smiling if you're on slicks you're going oh I'm going to have to pit again 
Yeah, I'm going to eat my words on the uh, <laughs> on the slick choice there. I mean, everyone that pitted for Reigns, that's a good call. Um, but, I mean, it was, it, but it wasn't at the t- the track was dry at the time. I always yeah. was taught go with the prevailing conditions. Mm-hmm. They took a chance. It looks good now. It could have easily have gone the other way. They could have burned the tires off. Right, and it, you know, I think it, I think we're just seeing that on the camera. We can't really see the just how damp it is. Um, I'm sure the guys in the car in the car are just all hands all over the wheel right now. But this is one of the toughest tracks in the wet. Yeah. Jeremy, you were asking about the AWA Porsche, why it came back down the pit lane. It was a drive-through penalty for the 13 because when it came in for its pit stop just before that, they went to select neutral and instead hit reverse. So the wheels were spinning on the jacks. That's why. Well okay, done, thank you, Shay. 89 Heart Honda. That was the pole sitting car at TCR. That's off, but we'll get back on. I think that was the all the way around the outside at turn one and two. Yeah, looks like entry to the keyhole with uh, Eversley. He's a world-class driver. I mean... Factory Honda guy, I know him really well. Funny, funny dude. Very good at social media and the podcasts. And uh, now the rain is coming down. I'm looking out the back of the booth. We've got people wandering around with umbrellas, with their hoods up, on their rain gear, and actually pretty good safe there from yeah, the 89. It, it, Could easily totally. have got, got bogged down. Oh, totally agree. I mean that is that is a perfect example of just how tricky this place is in the wet. It is not fully dedicated, soaked on the pavement right now, but this track it is. It has, like, minimal porosity in it where the water can actually seep into the pavement. It just kind of hangs out on the top of it. A little bit of an older track surface, low grip even in the dry, and it just amplifies it when it's wet. So everybody's sliding around now because even the wet weather tires are struggling. And remember, a lot of the GS cars at the front of the field at the moment are still on slick tires. So let's see when the guys who stopped start to make their move through the field. Now we know that Tyler Cook is on wet weather tyres in the number two. What was his lap time the last time around? That's what we need to be starting to watch, these lap times of the cars further down the field. The TCR cars are picking off some of the GS runners at the moment who were on slicks because, remember, pretty much everybody in the TCR field, when they came in for their one and only pit stop, they decided to go onto the wet weather Michelin treaded tyres. And they'll get them up to 10 pretty quickly with the front-wheel drive cars at least. Yep. Trent Hinman leads the motor race. The number yeah, seven, very Volt Lightning. Porsche, he's got nobody with him. He's pulled out to nearly four seconds yeah. now. Now, the question is, and I don't know the answer to this, I've got a feeling he's still on slicks, which makes this a very, very good run. But how much longer dare he steer out? Oh. I suppose if, if he wants to win the race, he's got to stay out till the end. Because <laughs> he hasn't got a pit stop in hand. Hmm. You're driving it absolutely beautifully in front. Uh, Dylan Murray, ditto in second place, doing a really nice job. Not losing an awful lot of ground. He lost a second on the last lap. He lost about a second on this lap as well to Trent Hinman. But Dylan Murray, the youngster, really doing a fine job there in that second position. We see the Aston serving its penalty. It's already a lap down, though. And here's the guy who's charging. It's kind of a 56. It's Eric Foss now. He's up to third place. And right behind him is kind of a 39. That's Jeff Westfall. Big battle. Well, the 56 cars are lapped down. Correct. Yeah, beg your pardon. Let's run you down how things are going. Gaggles of cars going through turn one, including the TCR leader. So let's start there. Michael Lewis has uh, John Morley right in his wheel tracks, who's fought his way through in the number 61 Audi. Then it's Matt Pombo in the Honda Civic. So three different manufacturers at the front there. And side by side for the leaders, the black Audi tries to go the long way around at turn one. 
Matt Pombo's not that far behind in the 73. So where's Shelby Blackstock's car gone? Well, he's, he's uh, dropped down because he made a pit stop, and it's now Tom, Tom O'Gordon in fifth position. Harry Gottsacker is in the second of the Hyundais. That's the, the 21 car, the darker-coloured car, and that's in fourth. But those leading three are pretty much together. And again, the 61 dark grey Audi having looked down the inside. And they're all yeah. being hampered here, Brick Casey Jr., by the fact that they've got GS cars around them who are on slick tyres and absolutely struggling for grip. The bigger cars are struggling mm -hmm. for grip. Yeah, that's typical of what we've been seeing in the past. I mean... The GS car, the, the place that it really has pace on the TCR platform is corner off, exit off, um, you know, getting back on the power. And when that is basically tied one hand behind your back with, with the rain, and even if you're on slicks, even in the rain, though, I mean, the TCR car is usually faster off the corner in the rain, and that minimizes the pace differential between the two classes. I mean, the TCR car has more grip in the corner. It's a little more of a modified chassis. A um, little more wiggle room with how they can modify it. And, you know, the, the GS car has outright power, but being able to lay it down gets hampered in the wet. I mean, it, we've been seeing it now. Exit the keyhole. Great I bet pass. the TCR car gains on a GS car here. Here comes Tom O'Gorman round the outside into turn one. That's a tough pass. And whilst that's happening, the Mark Mortis car is catching them up as well. So that's very interesting indeed. Michael Lewis leads then, then Matt Pombo, then John Morley. Uh, those three away from the battle. Harry Gottsacker has got a couple of GS cars. Well, had a couple of GS cars for company. And now he's trying to fight them off the 37 right in there. That's Tom O'Gorman. Uh, Russ McDermott is in there as well in the 12 Audi. That's the white and blue car. And then behind them, Memo Rossetti in the 81. This is getting really interesting as the TCR cars are actually doing better lap times yeah. than the GSs around them at the moment. But Hindman... Hinman is being absolutely brilliant. 1.31 last time around, three seconds quicker than the guys behind him. He's in a class of his own as he crosses the line now. But what was the last lap time for someone who we know is on wet weather tyres? Let's scroll down to there. Mm, not as quick with 37s for the Audi R8 in Tyler Cook's hand. So maybe, just maybe, the slicks are still working. But the TCR cars... They're doing 28s. Cal Marcelli's just put in a 28 as well. And Bill Oberlin is back into the pit lane as well. And they go back to slicks. Oh, my goodness me. This is where the game changes, right here. John Morley in as well, kind of a 61. I bet it's going to be a chain reaction now. You're going to see other people doing the same. Three wide across the line Ooh. and a touch for the Mark Mortis car. Not the first time they've been side by side this race. And it was the number 12 that was right alongside there. The silver car almost getting eased off onto the grass as they went across the finish line on the pit straight. Very, very close indeed to a very big accident. That was top speed. And those cars were rubbing fenders. So still Trent Hinman. Now, he's just done his fastest first sector of the race in that car. And that means it's drying out in sector one. And the, the wet weather came from sector one when it came. So he's toughed it out. And that may be the race right there. Half an hour to go. And that might be the turning point of the race as we see Trent Hinman's lap times coming down. Very, very close quarters action yeah. for the two Audis across the line. 12 and 60, uh, 12 and 81, absolutely together. 
Dylan Murray actually a little bit quicker than Trent Hinton in the last two laps in that second place Mercedes for Riley Motorsports. Jeff Westfall, decent lap for him last time around. As Trent Hinman's in the 31s, 30 for Dylan Murray as Jeremy just mentioned, so he's pulled a wee bit of time down. It's back under six seconds again now, five and a half. TCR battle continues between Michael Lewis and Matt Pombo. They're about a second apart. And then another little hip check there from the number 81, Audi. And he's dropped down a couple of positions. John Morley, it's Remo Rossetti now in fourth position from Russ McDonough. That's the 81, the 12, the 37. Tom O'Gorman, then John Morley in the 61 car. But those guys are having a cracking battle through the... GS field, they'll be loving this, the TCR. Nothing better than when you're in a, a car that is a quote-unquote secondary class to be mixing it with the big boys of GS. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, the TCR car, um, it's close on pace. I can tell you that, you know, in its full tilt form. Um, I was fortunate enough to drive a, a full TCR spec one last weekend um, in a separate series. Uh, and I can tell you, when it's at full bore, it is... They're fast. I I've mean, had to I, I did the 24-hour race a couple of years ago at Quarter in a GT4 car, and chasing TCR cars around Quarter is interesting, yeah, to say I, the least. Right. I bet the first 30% of that lap they're pulling away. I mean, that's all aero platform stuff, yep. and uh, the TCR car just has a little more downforce at the high speed, and it is extremely stable. Yeah. A lot of good feedback coming from any driver that's had a go in a TCR car. This 718 came in Club Sport, the anti racing car. Matt Pombo and uh, Michael Lewis uh, for the lead in the TCR. Fourth and fifth place yep. overall. Number 98 car leads, turning virtually identical lap times again last time around. Yeah, a little bit slower than the leader, though. And they're on wet tyres, remember. The 718 GT4 Club Sport from Trent Hinman again. 31 1, 31 4 from. Dylan Murray. Dylan Murray is not out of this in the 35 Mercedes AMG GT4 in second. Just six seconds behind. Another 23 seconds further back. The Audi R8 of Jeff Westfall. The 39, that's the dark grey with the bright green on it. And then the two TCRs. It's not out of the woods. I'm, I'm trying to work out who's still got to stop before the end of the race. Hinman's been in twice. Dylan Murray's been in twice. That would suggest to me that they can go to the end. Jeff Westfall's only been in once. I think he's got to stop. Well, he came in uh, with just about everybody else at that halfway point oh, of the really? race. And then, okay. uh, uh, and then uh, we had the uh, extended caution after that. Tyler McCoy, I've been watching you for a couple minutes, and you're pacing around here like a nervous thing. Can't believe what's going on. Uh, is it more comforting to be in the car during these conditions? Absolutely. I, I feel like I'm at the hospital waiting for my wife to have a baby or something. Super nervous. Like, the car has been awesome all day. And, you know, we started 19th, got up to third, and, you know, was looking really good, put Jeff in, and it started drizzling, but it was just still too wet or too dry to, to go to, to uh, the rains. But we're crossing our fingers. We're just like, it's it's still at this point, I think we're okay. But if it starts raining anymore, I think we're, we're going to have to come in. But everyone's in the same boat. Because if it, if it doesn't rain more, the guys that have been out on rains for a while are going to be in trouble. I already think they're probably burning them up a bit. Fingers crossed for the most recent race winners. Good luck. Thanks. Shit, Adam down in the pit lane. 
under half an hour to go. And this one is shaping up to be an absolute cracker in both categories at the moment. Battles down the GS field, 11th position for the number 69 Mustang, but they've got some quicker TCR cars coming through behind them. 69, McLaren in there as well, Remo Rossetti just ahead of that battle. These guys at the front of the field are doing a great job and no one doing a better job than Trent Hinman at the moment. He's been asked to tough out the worst of the wet on slick Michelin tyres. He survived that and now his lap times are steady at about 1 minute 32. Even through traffic, the 96 BMW from Turner Motorsports been in and out a couple of times and changed tyres. That's dropped them down and the 96 car out of contention with extra pit stops sitting off the lead lap now Bill Oberlin in 16th position and now the better part of two laps off the lead as off goes the Honda World that's the second place car wow. the second place car that's a 73 wow. Matt Pombo pitched off in turn one the LAP LA Honda World Honda Civic is off and that's heavy contact with the wall with 26 minutes to go and this is going to shake it up. This is a full course caution. The flags are already out over the start-finish line. Oh, my goodness me. Certainly good news mm. for those who are gambling on making the finish without just making lost the back pit stop. Yeah, he was, he was a little bit too far driver's right. Uh, just ran over a little bit of grass and just came around. That'll happen. I mean, it's wet, and yeah. that would even happen in the dry sometimes. Yeah, he'd lost a little bit of ground each of the last two laps. All of a sudden... The Michael Lewis there in that leading Hyundai was able to was stretching the lead out that lead out of it. It was 1.2 seconds, then 2.5, then 3.3 as they came across uh, on that last lap for number 73 before he speared off the road at turn one. Uh, yeah, just miscalculation was half a wheel off onto the dandelions, and at that point it's, mistakes. it's good night Vienna. In fact, actually, the damage to the left of the car was done as the car went sideways through the gravel but there's some right front damage as well Shea Adam is watching the battle on pit lane where the experience on pit wall is just as important as the talent behind the wheel of the three leading cars I love thinking about the engineers that are on the pit wall because the, all the experience and all of the expertise they don't know what's going on at this point even will it rain more but we have in the lead for Volt Racing Mike Johnson is calling the strategy on that car for the number 35 Riley Tech yeah yeah, that's Bill Riley. And for the Carbon Autosport car, the number 39 Audi, that is Steve Dynan. Those are three names that if you love sports car racing, you should know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely right. Okay. Before my head explodes anymore, I'll remind you again about the hashtag Forgeline Spirit of the Race Pool. Hashtag Forgeline SOTR at IMSA Radio, please. Let's have your nominations. I've got a feeling the recovery crews will get a strong showing here. But what about the guys who have gambled on tyres? There's a number of them at the front of the field. But this extra yellow flag is going to be very interesting to anyone who is tight on fuel. This is going to take them to the end. Hashtag Forgeline, SOTR for our Forgeline Spirit of the Race Award. I wouldn't be making any calls right now because... Oh, somebody uh, could still, do a hero stint in the last well, 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Yeah, there's going to be a class reset again before we get ready to go back to green. So the GS cars will move, to move ahead of the TCRs, those cars on the, the lead lap. Yeah, that's going to and make the TCR guys really happy again. Well, quite. And <laughs> it's, going to be, it's going to make a, a, a fascinating battle in TCR because we're going to have, what, two, one, two, three, four, five, eight or nine cars, probably ten cars, uh, on uh, eight cars actually, on the lead lap there. So that's going to be uh, extremely interesting. And again, the procedure for getting cars out of very muddy areas, put the tow strap onto one of the tow hooks front or rear of the car, and then get the metal line from the back of a tow truck with a hook on it, and then use the winch to pull the car backwards so that the vehicle that is doing the towing never puts a wheel off the race surface. Yeah, it's, it's genius. Absolutely thing to genius. Note. Yep, goes to show you just how wet it is. I mean, the parking here, uh, I can speak to that because yeah. I haven't been on track today, but uh, the parking is pretty soaked in mud. Uh, a lot of cars stuck, and, you know, having a big pickup truck like that uh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be thankful for the Quattro on the Audi <laughs> S5 Sportback that uh, I'm driving this weekend, but even nice. that, it's still been a little dicey as soon as you put wheels onto the green area. So the class split, split is working. Of course, for everyone who doesn't like the mud, there's always a little one or two who are loving splashing around in the mud. Yeah, he's we'll digging be, it. We'll be going back with um, particularly uh, dirty pants and jackets. <laughs> it's a bit of extra washing going on. Saw some great pictures that uh, Jamie Howe posted of the children earlier on of them jumping around in muddy puddles, which looked a lot of fun, even at my extended years. <laughs> All right, 21 and a half minutes to go. Class split is on. I can't... Well, anybody who thinks they need to pit now will have to come... Will come this time, I would think. So, Shea Adams been watching the temperature feeling it too uh we've lost four degrees fahrenheit since the start of the race an hour and a half ago that is a big temperature drop just to let you know what sort of cold front is rolling through yeah is there going to be any more rain well a big splash of rain now could cause chaos particularly with everybody closed back up again the yeah, 73 well. car was in second in tcr tiny little mistake big consequence and it may yet be a few moments before they get that car onto the flatbed. It's got damage enough that it won't tow or drive back to the pits. And that means that the flatbed will have to be extended. And this is going to be at least another three or four minutes. So we'll be getting down into the teens in terms of minutes remaining. Driving a race car slow behind a safety car is one of the least fun things to do for anyone. I agree. I used to think that I would be quite happy to do that and just drive around. In fact, I once offered my services to a team at uh, Daytona and said, listen, you, you guys hate driving around behind the safety car. You need someone in the team who basically, every time there's a safety car, you bring them in, you take tyres and fuel, you throw in your safety car driver. If it's going to be a long one, <laughs> they drive around in the cold, the wet, and the dark. Your star drivers get themselves warmed back up again, and then a couple of laps before you're about to go green, crash test dummy brings the car back in again. <laughs> nice. but I've had a couple of races lately where I've been behind the safety car in an open-topped sports car. 
in a, in a Radical SR3. Oh, yeah. And driving around slowly in a Radical SR3 when it's cold, or particularly when it's wet, yep. it's not fun. I agree. Yeah, I've, I've actually driven a lot of those this year, uh, just coaching for another team in a different series. And uh, they're fun little cars. Um, but, you know, IMSA's where the home is. So, uh, you know, this is where I, I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed the SR3. I've never driven a drive down yeah, car before. So they're a workout on your neck, I'll tell was, you. Uh, do you know what? I, did, I, didn't, I probably wasn't going fast enough, to be honest, but, but um, it was across my upper body because you really haul the steering wheel mm-hmm. in. I was at Donington Park which is quite quick no power steering mm-hmm. uh, as well but loved that car and thanks to Radical uh, for the opportunity to do that and use my race licence at least a couple of times there this year go. Shea Adam down in the pit lane would you like a glass half full sort of moment go there, on John? we like that optimism is good alright so Ryan Eversley went off the track bad but he brought back a bunch of flowers and grass back to the pit lane Again, bad. Um, he brought about 19 dozen flowers to his sister, Jamie Eversley, who is the pit lane official for his <laughs> box. So she is now wearing one of the dandelions in her fire suit. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Love it. Jamie actually used to work for a team I used to drive for. So hi to Jamie Eversley. Uh, and that car now, by the way, is back on the lead lap. Right. It, was, it had been lapped by the overall leader, but not crucially by the class leader so uh, that was one of the cars that got waved around the safety cars now but taken up position at the back of the pack so number 89 car is on the lead lap and we've got basically eight cars nose to tail uh, in the battle for tcr overall on to tcr honors and the top nine gs cars jeremy are on the lead lap uh, as are the i think the yeah. top eight in TCR, also on the overall lead lap, also on that own. And it's Hyundai Veloster's first and second now yep. for Michael Lewis and Harry Gottsacker. So 98 and 21. Then three Audis, 81. Remo Rossetti for the Mark Motors, the 12. Yeah, he's going to be one to watch. Yeah, he's absolutely going to be one to watch. The 12 at Europarts Robert Motor Oils car is next up in fourth. Then the 61 Jim Mo- John Morley car. Then Tom O'Gorman. Well, he'll be one to watch yeah. in, in the uh, LAP car. The 37, he's down in six, but they're lying astern in the safety car line. And at the front of the field, Trent Hinman, having had a decent lead, now has the Mercedes of Dylan Murray, the Audi number 39 of Jeff Westfall, Kenny Wilden in the first of the Mustangs, then Kyle Maselli, Marcelli in the second of the Mustangs. Yes, yeah, so those two Fords. Those two Fords. Kenny Wilden got past Carl Marcelli yes. shortly before this full course caution. So the veteran Kenny Wilden there is up in fourth place with Carl Marcelli uh, right behind him. Tim Pro, but what a great job Tim Pro and Brett, and Brett Mosing have done in that car number 65, running in what would be for them a career best sixth place at the moment, ahead of Corey Fergus. That's the car that led early on. Devin Jones who is one of the co-championship leaders coming into this weekend, well, along with the, six, the 69. So the 69 and the 82 car are together on the racetrack, uh, battling over 7th and 8th places with the uh, the pole sitting car, car number 2, right behind them. Stand by fun. for a 15-minute dash to the flag with more rain coming. Mm. The question will be when and if it arrives. 16 minutes and 19 seconds to go. The safety car lights are out. Trent Hinman... With windscreen wipers going on that car, he's in the spray at the moment behind the bright opal fruit orange NSX. It's a fantastic colour, that car. A couple of classic NSXs that I saw here yesterday as well. It was a dark blue one that uh, my heart immediately fell for. So the restart here, key. And remember, Brick Casey Jr., these leading cars are on slick tyres, so easy to spin up the rear wheels. Yeah, this is going to be the... <laughs> Most important 15 minutes and 40 seconds of your life here. 
Uh, I mean, this is where track position and track knowledge pays off. And Brett, Brett Casey Jr. watches as so do we. A great restart mm. by Dylan Murray goes to the outside, and that's forced the leader on the suboptimal line through turn one. And the Porsche is going to have some trouble on its hands going up to the keyhole. Both of the MGs starting to get the overlap, and the wins car halfway up, all the way up alongside, but it's on the outside. Now Ooh. has to try and cut back. They're trying to get the front tyres to grip, and sitting in behind them there is the bright orange Mercedes in third position. That's been a good restart for that car. As they go through, where's the Audi? Where's Jeff Westphal? He must be further back down the field. So that 65 is the, the 56 rather is the sitting in is a lapped car. So it's just the two leaders down at turn four. And again, the 35 of Dylan Murray tries to have a look. And meantime, the uh, Marilla Motorsport car is trying to get its lap back and he's going to get in between first and second and I'm not sure that's going to be particularly well received by the driver of the 35, Dylan Murray. 17 years old is Dylan Murray. He's really doing a fantastic job. He really had a breakthrough, I think, at Sebring. He drove a great race in the LMP3 car there and also a really good race in his Mercedes as well. He's got a lot of confidence coming into this weekend. He's just doing a super job at the wheel of that car. Jim Cox, hats off to him too for a great first stint to get that car into contention and as always great strategy from Bill Riley. Yeah and a really important moment as the 56 Marilla Racing car with Eric Voss at the wheel has gone through in a second on the road but still a lap off the lead now can he get after Trent Hinman and get his get his race lead lap back and in some ways really oh, now I'm all looking. Oh, this and look who's looming behind them, by uh, there's Robin Liddell in and that Chevrolet Camaro. He's several, many laps down, yeah. but uh, don't bother telling Rob, Robin Liddell that. No, he better is not any aggro, six though. laps down, six laps down for Robin Liddell as we're inside the last 14 minutes in TCR. The battle is right on, and Harry Gutzak has got into the lead. He's gone by Michael Lewis, so that's a change of lead. It's the black 21 Hyundai Veloster that is ahead of the light blue so the Veloster ends first and second, but they've changed around since the restart. Then Remo Rossetti, John Morley, Russ McDonnell, Stephen Simpson in the 54. So that's two Hyundais and then a whole gaggle of Audis. Then the Honda Civics. Tom O'Gorman hasn't been able to make any positions as yet as the two teammates. As the two teammates are battling through turn four in those two Veloster ends. Fantastic little cars look really good on the track and now they've got the same problems they've had all race they're catching up with slower GS cars and that, that now brings the imperative to make those passes not for position but to try and keep everyone else behind you and immediately you get behind a GS car through the twisty bridge then you close up the top four and the top four TCRs now Britt Casey Jr. absolutely together coming to the end of the lap mm -hmm. yeah I mean this is the name of the game for this series you know there is 12 minutes to go. These guys have been nose to tail the entire race as they go three wide through the carousel. Oh, of that was, whoa. Three wide through the carousel. Yeah, they're going for it. And they have to realize now the two Hyundais are now split by the Mark Motors number 81 car. Three yeah. has come. Totally Remo Rossetti. Yeah, totally down the inside. Out for Sorry, John. Yeah. <laughs> but these guys are frustrated now because they. They're having a great battle, but they want to have it on their own terms, not on the pace of the GS car ahead of them, which is the 57 car. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, Windward Racing machine, which dropped a few laps. That's Christian Hoenardel, actually. I'm surprised that Christian hasn't got a bit more pace on that car. 
because he's a pretty tidy driver. It might just be he's not on the right tyres at the moment. As they t Going for the lead is Rossetti. Yeah. And, and actually, the 98 car is bump drafting him through into the lead, down through three and down into four, and Rashidi has gone into the lead. Wow. But following him through back to second is Michael Lewis. Okay. So now the two Hyundais are second and third. The Mark Mortis with a little bit of a restyled door. That's not how it came out of Audi Customer Sport Racing. Yeah, it's Christian Hornardel who is the bung in the bottle at the moment as, as far as the Saw TCRs coming. coming, and he does get out of it. And yeah. I think he's on the wrong tyres or he's on very, very worn tyres because the back end of that uh, AMG is very, very loose. I've just heard Stephen Simpson is off the track between two and three, and the car is not moving, says Shea Adam. So this might not be over yet as we've got the two... The yellows are out, and the pass for the lead in TCR's just been made. Nice. Just been made as the yellow came out. I don't know. Did he get it? I think he got it. I think he just about got it. It's going to be close. Michael Lewis and Remo Rossetti in the carousel as the yellows came out. I was watching to see when the lights came on. That may have to be reviewed, particularly with only 10 minutes to go. It was a heck of a move down the inside yeah, that was by Michael Lewis. That's a good one. I mean, that is that is one of the good spots to pass where you can ensure that you're down the inside and you can get clear by the exit. Uh, but a lot of guys, you know, they're able to stick it to the outside of you, and it is close. I mean, that was a great move. I don't think move. Brian Herter even knows in the pit lane. Did we get it done before the yellow? It's pretty much what I could see him mouthing there. Jeremy? And the race engineer in the background there, smiling, uh, talking with Mark Wilkins. That's John Ward. John Ward is one of the veteran uh, race engineers, design engineers in this sport. For many years, he worked with Dan Gurney's All-American Races, designed some of the most iconic race cars, including, of course, the Eagle Toyota Mark III that holds so many track respect. records around oh, yeah. the world. Yeah, fabulous guy. And what a guy to have on your on your timing stand. Let's remind you, hashtag ForgeLine, S-O-T-R, Spirit of the race, who gets it? The Hyundais have done well. They're getting some votes. But also Remo the Rizzitti, guy... Mark Motors making their debut in this championship. Correct. Correct. Well, right there. And they've been... Uh, they've had a couple of hits this Trent weekend Hinden, as well. by the way. Trent Hinden leading the race. He just said his fastest lap of the race last time around. Yeah, Trent is... <laughs> he's a great guy. I mean, awesome driver, class act. Uh, definitely one of the top American up-and-comers, if not already, has been there. Um, he is definitely one of the top dudes and the 65 team as well just a brilliant job they have done sixth position that would be their best ever finish wouldn't it Jeremy it by a long way yeah Tim Probert is being well, given they, the honour they've, they've, they've had uh, some thirds in, in ST when, yes uh, but, in not the past, but not overall no. No. well Stephen Simpson's car was one of the front runners in TCR yeah. was sitting in the top six before it's ground to a halt now what I can't tell you is whether it spun off and stopped or whether it had an issue big question is going to be when did the yellow flag come out and when was the pass made this is a replay from a couple laps earlier it looks like yeah that, that was, was the original pass for the lead correct this class split is ongoing again so once again the TCR guys who have fought so hard to get by Christian Hohenardel in the Wimbled Racing AMG GT4 are then going to have to do it all again. And, of course, it's going to close up the top six again. And that brings Ryan Eversley into the shout, by the way. 
the 89 car, the Hart Racing car, which was on pole position, which has strangely been off the pace today. Yeah, he's been struggling a little bit since the restart. He wasn't quite up with the leaders, uh, with this leading battle, having restarted right with them. Seven and a half minutes to go, Jeremy. Casey Jr. joining Jeremy Shaw and me, John Heindel for the booth share. Adam is in the pit lane and my eyes deceive me or has the rain stopped again no I think it stopped again safety car lights are out looks like <sighs> we'll probably get about four laps here right take a little breath no take a deep breath <laughs> fill your lungs everybody if you're here at the track get up on your tiptoes if you're sitting watching on IMSA TV at home shuffle towards the edge of your seat because this is going to be a cracker Trent Hinman still on Slick tyres on a very, very treacherous track. Coming out now of the carousel, gets a good restart. Dylan Murray has now got a car between himself because there was no wave-by there, of course. No wave-by for the car in second because it was uh, less than 15 minutes be between the yellow flags. Oh, and in some ways, I'm a little bit surprised uh, that uh, Eric Foss wouldn't allow the other Mercedes to move past and maybe challenge Trent Hinman for the lead. As it is, well, though, I... uh, uh, Jeff Mosing in that car that's second place on the road but a lap down, he's protecting, effectively, the race leader, Trent Hinman. Yeah, he's only one lap off the lead, of course. And yeah, so he wants to get past it. He does want to try but and get by. He would have been hoping for the wave-by, of course, but there was a class split, but not the wave-by there. In the TCR category, the battle between the number 98, that's the Hyundai that leads, with Michael Lewis behind the wheel. And remember Rossetti in the 81, Mark Morton is the silver Audi in second place. And there's about three or four cars lengths between them with just under six minutes to go. But once again, they've got Christian Hoenardel in that silver and blue out, uh, silver and blue AMG GT4 car ahead, and that car does not look happy in itself. It really doesn't seem to have a lot of rear grip. And side by side, coming out through madness over the top of the hill and down into the run between nine and into ten. Once again, the 98 Hyundai is held up in the middle of the corner, and that's given the Mark Mortis Audi a little bit of encouragement goes to the right, goes to the left. Blue flags are waving here, but there's so many cars there, it's hard to know who it's for. Into the carousel. Round the outside of the carousel, this could be a really important move. What oh, a that's move! Huge. What a move by See the 98. Brilliant stuff by Michael Lewis, drove all the way around the GS car and followed round by second place Remo Rossetti and we will get a great battle between these two cars. And, and you saw how aggressive the 81 had to make that move as soon as the 98 got around him. It's like, okay, i got to cover that, got to get in front of this GS car just and, to stay with him. And the dark grey Audi next in line is third as they carve their way past more. GS traffic, the 61 Audi is third. So it's bright blue Hyundai yeah. leading from in second place the silver with the red stripe Audi then the dark grey Audi in third the second Hyundai has dropped off a little bit Jerry Gottsacker who had been leading down into fifth position yeah because uh, John Morley got past on that, on that last on that lap so maybe it was a little bit of a contact between those two cause that number 21 Hyundai to fall back just a little bit fastest middle sector of the race by Eric Foss in the 56 car which is chasing down the leader and trying to unlap itself of the race by anyone so that's how hard Eric is working with four minutes to go and a new best lap of the race for Trent Hinman there who's just doing a magnificent job as is Dylan Murray right behind him as they come across the line there's still one car between those two 
It won't be it won't be the white flag next time. I think we'll have three more laps to go. And that is three more brilliant TCR battling laps as the Mark Motors Audi at number 81 closes in on the bright blue 98 Hyundai coming through to finish another lap for them. It's going to depend where the leader is, of course, as to whether how many laps they've got to do. I don't think they'll be lapped. Don't think Hinman's got the pace. 128-2 last time around for Trent Hinman, the leading TCRs are doing 34s, but they're being held up again in traffic. And don't count out that third-place car round the outside again. That might be the wrong choice this time. The Mark Mortis car comes up the inside of turn two. Ooh, There's a contact. crash. There's contact. That was heavy contact as well. Side by side, and that's going to cost the Mark Mortis car second position, and there may be damage on that car. He might be able to rebound here. I think he might keep down the inside here. Just got to outbreak the 61. Into um, four. He's got pace. I mean, he's got pace on the leader, it looks like. Just need to find a way by. It's been great driving by the all of the guys. Michael Lewis in that lead hundred for the guys at... Uh, the guys at Brian Hurd at Autosport, he's, carved, he's just carved his way past the car that was on pole position. Yeah, you can see the 81 car has to follow the Hyundai. Whenever it takes a pass on another car, you just cannot let a car get between you two. It's just, as soon as that happens, it's over. It's game over. That was quite a heavy knock. Uh, right rear of the Hyundai to left you front of the Mark Motors car. Of the oh. race. Lost the, the change of the lead, mistake. Jeremy. Change of the lead in TCR. Wow. Small mistake coming through turn 12 as the rain starts to fall again at that part of the circuit. And through goes Remo Rossetti with two minutes and six seconds to go. The this pass is, was made. This is good. <laughs> Fastest lap of the race. Jeremy was about to say, presumably yes. by our leader, was by it? By our race leader, Trent Hidman. A 127.932 with spots of rain falling. That's amazing. Yeah, Jeff, West, Jeff Westfall just put the Audi's fastest lap of the race in in third position as well. He's closing down on second. 1.7 seconds first to second, 1.3 second to third. But it's the TCR guys who are providing the grandstand finish at the moment, still being able to dangle the wheels. They're finding enough grip through turn two. And Remo Rossetti has checked out for the moment. He's got a couple of cars lengths, but he can't get by the 59. That's the that's one of the Ford Mustang GT4s, and he can't get past that. He did get a little bit of a tour, but I'm not sure he got enough now. Question for me is, has Michael Lewis managed to clear the Mustang behind? Yes, he has. So this battle's back on again mm -hmm. through 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, because they'll be bottled up behind the 59. And this time the Mark Mortis car tries to go around the outside. And it sometimes works, Brick Casey Jr., sometimes it doesn't. Yep, agreed. And it'll be white flag as uh, Trent Hinman approaches now. the start-finish line right now. 2.25 laps as the battle and through goes the Hyundai Hyundai's gone through again wow. and they'll be jumping up and down the Brian Herner pit and again that was GS traffic getting in the way brilliant stuff from both of those guys you live by traffic you die by traffic and Rossetti lost out that time around mm. he got really bottled up and the outside move did work wow. that time round that was brave through 9 and into 10 to go around the outside new fastest lap of the race Bill Orbelin Bill Orbelin the 96 a 127.5 for Bill Orbelin off the lead lap by a couple but that just proves that there's still pace at the BMW it's going to be a win for Vault Racing. Alan Brynjolfsson started the weekend in the mud. Recovered to qualify very nicely indeed in the bright, highlight the yellow Vault Racing car. And Trent Hinman 
has driven a brilliant second half of the race. They've toughed it out when the conditions were against them and their tyre choice. It's proved to be the right strategy. Battle for second is not over yet, though, by any stretch of the imagination, as Dylan Murray has a couple of corners to go to fight off a hard-charging Jeff Westfall. The wins Mercedes versus the dark grey and green Audi. And he's there, you know. He's got half a chance. He's going to have to send it down into the last corner. It's going to be a win for the Porsche. Brittany Olsen wins it. The TCRs still half a lap to go in the banging wheels coming down Thunder Valley. They've got another poor, they've got another uh, Mustang ahead of them. And here it comes. The same one. It's well, Kenny Wilden who's really well, struggling. Well, and there's oh. the touch. There's the touch. Mm. John Morley has run Remo Rossetti off the roads. There was a little touch coming into 12. The Hyundai will win it. There'll be a question mark over second after that contact. That means coming through in third will be Russ McDonough, I think, for Audi, unless that 12 car can get back on the road. Yes, it does. Mark Mortis comes through in 12. I feel a reversal coming around between that. Let's go down to the pit lane. Share, Adam, who are you with? Mike Johnson, this is certainly a nice way to get things going once again. It's been a long time since Sebring. You guys won a race last year. That was a fuel strategy. This one, though, was driving and teamwork, wasn't it? Oh, this was all Trent. I mean, I don't know how he was. He did the fast lap of the race at the very end, which was actually faster than last year, and it's raining out. I mean, how he did that, I have no idea. You know, we were just calm and just letting him do his job, and he did an amazing job. And I think you saw that with at him at Sebring in the uh, GTD race. But, you know, it's been a, I mean, believe it or not, we've done a lot of races this year because we've been doing both series. And we had a rough weekend uh, at VIR, and this is a great recovery. And, you know, we're, we're here for a long battle in this championship, and this is a great way to start kind of this short and the fast part of the season. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, my vote for Spirit of the Race goes to Brian Hurt at Autosport for that new Honda Veloster. Where is yours going, Britt Casey Jr.? What do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to have to give it to Trent. That's, yeah. I mean, Trent Hinman, he put on a clinic there, that second stint of the race. And, and in through fact, the rain, been, yeah, it's variable been conditions. Good comeback for his teammate as well, Adam Brynjolfsson, who had to do his part at the beginning, Jeremy. He ended up in, in the bog early in the weekend. That hasn't <laughs> faced him at all, and no. he did a great great job in qualifying as well, Alan, it should be said. Yeah, what a tremendous race all around. So many stories here. I mean, the, the Mark Motors team, what a fabulous job they did to be in contention all the way through this race. Got punted off there in a couple of corners to go, but uh, they're still going to come away with a at worst a fourth place finish so uh, there's just so many stories a great race a really exciting race really tricky conditions but those laps that these guys are turning at the end in the closing stages absolutely amazing well you don't have to vote for them hashtag forgeline s-o-t-r at imsa radio the incident between the two audis at the end well, do you know what? The 81 was right alongside and then tried to back out of it coming through the apex. I'll be interested to see what happens. They could just swap the positions around because the 12 did get to the line, the Mark Motors car. Uh, and the Shea Adam is heading down towards the guys at Hyundai, the number 98 car. And Shea has got Mark Wilkins, who did a great opening stint. Oh, Mark, that was... Uh... That was quite the race. Congratulations. Hyundai's first win in this series. It's not your first IMSA win, but how does this feel? This one feels really good. Uh, this Veloster NTCR is just awesome, and uh, this is a track that uh, requires a great handling car, and we had all the mixed variable conditions you could imagine. This car was just awesome. 
class of the field today and uh, it feels great. You know, we've been working hard and we had some challenges early in the year, but uh, to come back here, the car's just awesome. And Michael, man, he uh, took a couple years off, I think. He just drove really well and I, I can't say enough about him. He's such an awesome driver, teammate, friend, and um, this one feels great. We're going to enjoy it. And a massive thank you to uh, Brian Hurd Autosport and uh, Hyundai for uh, just the opportunity to showcase this fantastic car. Congrats to the whole team. Thank you. Uh, and I can tell you as well that the winners of our Forge Line Spirit of the Race Award are the 98 team for Hyundai, taking their first win this weekend in the Endurance Championship. TCR then first for that car, second and third has been reviewed, no action. So it will stay as they cross the line with the Audis staying with 12, the number 12, a Europarts car in third position. And the second place car will, the second place will go to John Morley. Excellent. Well done to the guys. And well done to the front of the field. Third for the 39 Audi, second for Mercedes-Benz, Dylan Murray and Trent Hinman and Alan Brynjolfsson win the uh, the race here, the Mid-Ohio 120 for the Michelin Pilot Challenge here at Mid-Ohio. So brilliant stuff from everybody uh, on the track here. Britt Casey Jr., some final thoughts for you and we'll get some numbers from Jeremy after that, I mean, that was breathless all the way through. I mean, I know we had, what, four, five, maybe six uh, interventions from the safety car. But my goodness, first of all, how good were all the cleanups? They were so quick. I agree. Yeah, that was a huge part of it. You know, getting the cars all off the racetrack once they were stuck and cleaning up the surface uh, where they had gone off or brought debris back on. Uh, but variable conditions, I can't even tell you how difficult this place is in the rain, especially to race around it. Um, you know, lapping is even more is difficult, but racing is a whole nother level. Uh, these guys really performed really well. There wasn't a lot of questionable incidents. Uh, you know, I think they put on a great show. Michelin Pilot Challenge is the place to watch if you want close racing to pre uh, to basically predict what's going to happen in, in the next race in the WeatherTech Series. Jeremy has the title standings as the excitement starts down in front of the of the podium. Uh, how's it standing in the championships? Well, it's getting, uh, it's, it's still pretty close. Uh, in GS, the top two were tied on points coming to this weekend. Well, they finished just one position apart in seventh and eighth, but Jesse Lazare and Corey Fergus will have the edge now by one point, 84 to 83 over James Clay and Devin Jones in the BMW. But in third place now, with another third place finish here, Tyler McQuarrie and Jeff Westfall, they'll be just four points out of the lead in third position. Oh. In, in TCR, Shelby Blackstock and Tom O'Gorman will actually extend their lead. They've got 98 points, but jumping all the way from 10th in the points to 2nd with the win today, Mark Wilkins and Michael Lewis, 98 to 82. Mason Felipe and Harry Gottsager, who uh, fell back on the last lap. I think they, they lost a position on the final lap to Ryan Eversley. Not quite sure why, but slowed right down on that last lap. They will be still in 3rd position, uh, just 3 points behind their teammates. Well, with thanks to Forge Line for bringing us the Spirit of the Race Award, which has gone to the TCR winners, the 98 Herta uh, Autosport team. Brilliant stuff from them all the way through. Uh, Honourable mentions for the cleanup crews and the recovery crews who did such a good job today. Uh, Michael Lewis and Mark Wilkins grab TCR. The result stands with the 61 Audi second and the 12 in third position. Uh, the 
61 car was very, very far alongside. Uh, very good. Enjoyed that race indeed. Yeah. What a cracker. And to be honest, Jeremy, that's kind of what we get every time here. It is. Uh, again, uh, lots of caution periods. We could have done without, perhaps with a few, a couple less than that. But boy, really exciting conditions. Just spice things up again. But brilliant performances by all those guys who, who manfully held on in really treacherous conditions for a while there. And for Trent Hinman to come back and set the fastest lap of the day on that final lap. Is, uh, is pretty amazing. Well, it's a really and fast and lap. Cherry on top. Yeah, Bill Oberland yeah. threw one in right at the end as well. Yeah, to on previous to take, yeah. Threatened to take it away. The, the last three laps, we've got a new fastest lap of the each race time. on each of them. Uh, Shea Adam yeah. down in the pit lane. Was that enough excitement for you? Uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to need to go lie down in a cold room for a little while and just sort of process all that because between the weather coming not coming it started raining it stopped raining you look at the radar screens and there's a giant green blob that's just going all the way around yeah. mid-ohio sports car course right now i think there's more teams right now that are in full-blown panic mode than not because they're worried about the rain coming in and guess what it is raining harder our next race later on in the day that one won't be as dry as what we just saw hmm. Shea Adam, thank you very much indeed. Britt Casey Jr. was our expert uh, driver commentator with Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindoff, in the studio. I'd like to thank Keith D'Alessandro and all of the team up at Charlotte who have done a cracking job with the pictures and particularly our camera operators as well. Let's not forget those guys and girls who've been out in the weather. Uh, this has been another brilliant Michelin Pilot Challenge Thanks for being with us. We have the whole of the rest of the season live. No breaks, no blocks, no fees. You don't want to miss any of these, so stay tuned to IMSA Radio and IMSA TV for the rest of the season. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.